We might be live. I think we are live. What's up, everybody? Hello, YouTube. Welcome to another edition of BK Live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. I think we're good to go. We're good to go. Nice. We are here at the beautiful Hills Country Club in Lakeway, Texas. Love if, it. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the view we've got behind us, just a couple of the holes on this legendary course. We've got four golf courses out here as a part of the Hills Country Club. This place is beautiful, and we are lucky, Buck, to be broadcasting here this morning. Absolutely. This is one of the premier golf courses in Texas. It really, really is. One of my favorite courses, a course that you get to play every one of your clubs that you've got in the bag. And the people out here are spectacular, BK. They're, this is, you know, you, you think of country club living, and the people are a little different. These people are a little different. They're extremely kind out here. These are wonderful folks out here. I've, I've been around this area for, you know, in, a, in the state of Texas for 30 years. I actually lived out in the hills of Lakeway. There you go. When places weren't homes, they were, um, they were small little condos. And I, I lived out here for about two and a half years. How about that? And it's, just, it's just wonderful people out in this area. When was really this? Is. Was this when you were coaching? This is, no, no, no. This was after. Okay. This was back after I... I got divorced, and it was time for me to try to find a living spot. I lived out here for two years. This was, place is wonderful. I live off a place called Sailmaster right down the street from here. There you go. Yeah, I love this place. I, I love the people out here, and, you know, this golf course is legendary. I mean, great events out here and wonderful members out here also. This is part of where the Texas Cheaters reside. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Aren't y'all playing later today? We're playing later today. We're playing around noontime here. Uh, you talk about the quality of people working here at the Hills Country Club. I think I have shaken 15 hands this morning. This morning? I mean, in the dark. And it's 8.03. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody that I've come into contact with has been like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm blank. And I'm like, whoa, okay. This is great. I usually only see myself until like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I know. Oh, the people here are spectacular. This is a, a spectacular venue, not just for golf, but for dining. I mean, they've got an unbelievable, one of the best tennis facilities uh, in the country that's out here, our workout facilities. They've revamped everything. I mean, the room where we're in is brand new. I've, I've never been in this room. I, I was telling you that I thought they, they, you know, they did some remarkable things to the golf course itself, cleared out a bunch of trees. You know, this place was hit really, really badly by the last couple of winters. Mm. And they lost some of these beautiful oak trees out here. But, you know, they have cleaned this place up that, if your ball goes off the fairway now, you can actually hit where they've trimmed up the trees and everything. You can hit back to fairways here. It used to be if you hit it off the fairway here, yeah. you're done. Well, that's good that they changed it up. Oh, and, yeah, for you especially. Uh, I need that more than anybody in the world. Yeah, a little bit more on the Hills Country Club. Four different golf courses. Two of them were designed by the Golden Bear himself. Yes, Jack Nicholas was a part of the designs of a couple of these courses out here. So there is something for every type and level of golfer. Like you mentioned, Buck, not just golf out here. They've got a premier racket complex, indoor and outdoor courts for tennis and pickleball, because that's all the rave these days. They've got a 22,000-foot fitness center, world, oh, yeah. world-class facilities. They've got group classes. They've got personal trainers. Also, five dining options out here as well. Fantastic food and great drinks as well. Tons of social events all year round for the whole family. This is Austin's premier country club, and this is where you belong. Just go to thehillscc.com. That's thehillscc.com for more information about this place and about how to become a member. 
And this is legit, man. We we haven't had too many views like this oh, doing no. shows since Texas Sports Unfiltered got started. Absolutely. We're at the uh, signature uh, signature hole right over our, our left-hand shoulder there is number seven, and it is gorgeous. And I have a few balls of mine that are in that waterfall somewhere. There you go. But most of the times I'm hitting driver here anyway to get over to par three. So You're going to dive in and try to go chase those? No, I no. You let no. them go? I let him go. Are you one of those guys who will go deep into the woods? Or, no, that's, you know, you'll take your shoe and your sock off to try to. That's find my a guy Hinkle. That's one of that's one of our <laughs> other guys who who he is the he's like a a hunting dog when it comes to finding balls. Mm. He will hold up half a golf course to get one ball. I'm one of those guys. Yeah, too. like it was the last ball he has in his bag. Hey so man, that, that ball cost us like thirty <laughs> cents. Okay, we can't let that thing go. Oh my goodness! But no, this is this place is absolutely gorgeous, and you know, John, which which that we've met is just. Fantastic. He's yeah. a senior VP, and he's resided over a few quality golf courses in his day. Yes, he has. He really is. He, I mean, he's he's been around. He's done some wonderful work, and to, to meet him today was fantastic. I mean, and his his staff is, like I said, this the staff of people out here. These are such quality people out here. You don't you don't see that. I mean, there's there's there there's country club living, but and then there's country club golf. Country club golf is spectacular, and to meet the people that are around. That make the, the folks smile, and they've made people smile here. I know a lot of members that are here that have been smiling ever since the renovations. And not to say that this was not this place was wonderful before that. Sure, but the weather, you know, I didn't call for that weather. Remember, I only do rain, and we will have rain tomorrow. By the way, oh, okay. I just want you to let you know. You're there will putting be, in the call. Yeah, there will be rain tomorrow. Wow, so. I could have looked at my weather app to find that. No, no, but no. Thank you, you for to, your bold prediction. You know that. You know. <laughs> Which means it'll probably rain this afternoon when I'm playing, which, uh, which hurts an awful lot. But this place is spectacular. I mean, you can just see how gorgeous and how green it is. And, and, the, and the greens have been redone. Bunkers have been, the fairways, everything about this place has been redone yeah, over the being, last couple of years. We're being very selfless this morning, Buck, because I easily could have turned the camera around to where we were looking at the golf course. Right. And you people were looking at just us. But no, we wanted to give you all the opportunity to see just how beautiful this place is. And it's probably been five or six years since I've been out here. And yeah, with what they've done with the place, it looks tremendous. tremendous. Yeah, I let John understand that I, at one time the Mullet Open was here at yeah. one of their premier golf courses. So we had it at Flint Rock for three years, and then we moved from. We've been everywhere in town, actually. Yes. In twenty three, twenty, we're coming up on twenty three years. So, and this is one of our favorites uh, when we were at uh, Flint Rock Falls of the Hills of Lakeway. So this is, this this one is this is the this is the one right here. The Hills is the premier golf course, and it's just such a challenging course. And as I said, when you get to play all of your clubs, which I don't get to play all of my clubs that often. Generally, it's driver, three wood, three wood. Eight iron, get on putter. Mm. I don't get to play them all, but this course you get to play all of your clubs. And and as I said, this is it's spectacular. And, and some great pros have been here. I was here for the Champions Tour. I followed Nick Price around here like a little dog for years <laughs> when he would come here. I mean, the greats were here. Fuzzy sure. Zeller, you name them, they were here. Yep. To play Jack himself. Comment from Double D. My dad lived there for 15 to 20 years, went to that senior tour tourney back in yes. the day. So you weren't alone. You weren't alone. So plenty more on this place throughout the course of today's show. Let me say good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for the wonderful job that you do to you and your families. And please be safe out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Buck, the uh, biggest story in the world of Texas football today is what happened last night. The penultimate college football playoff rankings were released. And despite Texas... Beating Texas Tech by 50 
Last Friday, no movement for the Longhorns. They remained the same. They remained the same at number seven. And a lot of Texas fans are pissed because Ohio State, who, of course, was ranked ahead of Texas going into last week, they lost their game to Michigan, but they remained ranked ahead of Texas. The Buckeyes are number six. So the Longhorns still can't even crack the top six. Forget the top four, which is obviously where you need to be if you're making it to the playoff. They can't even find themselves on that final page of the college football playoff rankings. And it's uh, I know incredibly it's, frustrating. I know, I know it's frustrating, but if you win the championship, if, if you win the Big 12 championship, that loss by Ohio State, that'll be it for them. They get, they get passed by. So that, yeah. one, that one's one you don't have to worry about. It's the others that you have to, to worry about. And if they stay the same, if, if the ones that win are in front of you, they're going to keep on going. But for Ohio State, they'll be behind you if you continue to win. That, that's one group that they'll say, no, you're not going to do that like you did last year. Right. You're not sneaking into this college football championship. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think any Texas fan should be worried about Ohio no. State. And I don't think any Texas fan should be surprised by what went down last night. I mean, the AP poll and the coaches poll both came out before the CFP poll. And Ohio State was ranked ahead of Texas in both of those. Sure. And generally, there's not that much variation between the polls, especially at this point in the season so uh disappointing but not surprising honestly ohio state's resume overall is really good it's probably better than texas's it's probably better than oregon's yeah uh, but like you said the buckeyes are sitting at home this weekend everybody else ranked around ohio state will be playing so yeah texas and uh, other teams will leap the buckeyes if they take care yeah of you're gonna business. get leaped if you're not playing in a championship game you're gonna get you're gonna get leaped and that's just yeah. the way it is the only one that i that i worry about that will that'll have a loss and still remain where they are is Georgia, the yeah. defending champs. If they get beat up by Alabama, I, I still don't see them moving any further than four. Somebody's moving back. Somebody's going back because I, I think they're going to want, as I said, you know, what you know what the committee came out with when they first started this was our job is only to get the best four teams, you know, and whether you think it's fair or not, when those, when those folks get into that room yeah. and they look around at each other, what are the best four teams? Even one with a loss in hell, I would worry about, not this year, but, you know, soon you'll have to worry about two lost teams after this year. But as of this year, if Georgia loses, I don't think they drop any further than four. I think they still remain in the top four teams. Okay. Because if you're saying the best teams in the nation. Well, if you're looking at the best four teams in the nation, then does Alabama get in as well? How can you put Alabama in over Alabama, Texas? I, I, well, what I can't do is put Alabama in over Texas because head-to-head -head competition, Texas still beat them. I know. So what, you're going to... Put Georgia in, but leave Alabama out, even though Alabama oh, beat Georgia the and, won, and won their conference game? championship yeah. game. That's where it becomes dicey, right there. Well, but but one thing the committee has said, which they probably say a lot of things before they leave that room at night. Yeah, they said that you know the the scheduling, the head-to-head -head scheduling, really is going to be very important at the end. And Texas beating Alabama, you know, early in the season was important. Beating them by double digits in Tuscaloosa. I mean, how, will that hold water? They're probably not going to hold water if they beat Georgia. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm going to pull up the uh, resumes here, do a little screen share action. And, Buck, because you're sitting next to me today, you won't be able to see this. But uh, this was displayed on ESPN last night once they released the rankings. No Texas in that spot? The resume comparison between oh. the one-loss teams. Uh, Oregon is ranked number five. Ohio State's ranked number six. Texas at seven and Alabama at eight. And I think the biggest issue that I have and the biggest issue that most Longhorn football fans have is the fact that uh, Oregon remains ranked ahead of Texas. And now Oregon is two spots ahead of Texas, whereas last week it was just one spot. 
ahead of Texas. And it, it, it feels like the committee's kind of ignoring the Texas-Alabama game, which is insane. Like, how, how can you not reward Texas for going on the road and beating Nick Saban by double digits? When Nick Saban has never lost a home game by double digits in his career at Alabama, it almost feels like that game is being ignored. And Oregon, who played nobody in the non-con. I mean, they played an FCS team in week two while Texas was playing Alabama on the road in the second week of the season. Uh, Oregon's ranked a couple of spots ahead of Texas. Like everything on the resume is better for Texas than it is for Oregon. Well, and as, the Ducks are ranked two yeah, spots. Yeah, and high. as well as Oregon is playing at the end of the year, so is Texas. And once again, the Longhorns have played two games with a backup quarterback that they won the game. Yeah, They actually won the game. They didn't go in with a backup quarterback. And they beat a ranked team look, with that's a backup right. quarterback. That's right. And they didn't lose that game. They won that football game. And it's, it's, it's just strange, as you said, early in the season doesn't matter. You know why? Because Nick Saban's group has gotten better. And he doesn't need much of an edge. University of Alabama doesn't need much of an edge to move in front of anybody or stay anyplace. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's just their place seems to be in the college football playoffs for some odd reason. With No matter who's on that committee, it just ends up being that way. Yeah, I mean, Texas has a uh, higher strength of record than any of the one-loss teams in college football, and they're right behind Ohio State in terms of strength of schedule for any of these one-loss teams in college football. But uh, the resume for Texas is better than Oregon, and obviously Texas beat Alabama, so you feel like the Longhorns should be ranked ahead of the Crimson Tide. But it's it's just a mess, and it's annoying, but it, it probably tells you that, hey, if Oregon beats Washington on Friday night, they're going to be in the college football playoff, and there's a chance that Texas gets left at the altar in favor of the Ducks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because, I, you know, if, if they put you in that room, and they put fans in that room, you know, even fans of schools, would you look and say, well, who's better right now? I mean, I think it's hard to tell because all these teams have been in playoff games every week. Yeah. Texas has been in a playoff game uh, since, uh, since they played uh, Oklahoma, since they lost Oklahoma. They've won every game since then. Alabama, the same. Since they lost to Texas, they've won every game. Oregon, the same with them. So everybody has been in a playoff, but where do you rank Texas in those one-loss playoff, playoff games? But to me, you win two games with a backup quarterback. Now, Alabama's going to tell you that Jalen Mil Milrow is a backup quarterback. That guy's their starting quarterback. No, they're not going to say that. They're going to try to say that. They're going to try to say, well, remember, he wasn't very good. Look at what he is now. Right. Yeah. That's what they're going to That's going to tell. They're going to say, look how far he's come. A guy who needed a fourth and goal from the 31 to beat an Auburn team that lost to New Mexico State by three touchdowns. Yeah, that, look, how yes. good, look how good they are. Yeah, that's what they're going to tell you about his, about his transition and how yeah. well he's done since that, since that Texas game. And, yeah. it's, and that's, that scares me a little bit. Because now they're looking at individual players. Once again, the committee's job is to get the best four teams into that, into that deal. And you know, we can talk about records. We can talk about players. Injuries matter. You know what I'm saying? If, they should. Like Florida State for Florida State, you know, if injuries matter, their star quarterback is no longer playing. Will they be one of the best? Are you going to put that backup quarterback in there? Even if they win their conference championship, is, is he, are they worthy of being a top four team with their backup quarterback? They'll be in if they win oh. on Saturday night. We'll get back into this discussion, and we'll let you hear from Boo Corrigan, who is the college football playoff committee chair and maybe public enemy number one oh boy. for Texas fans everywhere right now. But we've is got he taking the place of Brent Yormark now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> really? Honestly, I think so. Yeah, because Texas beat the crap out of uh, Yormark U last Friday. I think Texas fans are over that. But, uh, yeah, Boo Corrigan right now, the guy in charge of keeping Texas out of the college football playoff. Of course, we'll see what happens this weekend. Right, it's not the 
Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We've got a very special guest joining us right now. He's the membership director out here at the Hills Country Club. Former MLB player Slade Heathcott, uh, Heathcott excuse me, joining us this morning. Slade, what's going on, brother? Oh, man. Just thankful to be alive. I was oh. kind of enjoying the last five minutes of listening y'all banter back and forth. Oh, we just do this every morning. That's right. And that's why you're going to be subscribed to our, our, to our channel yeah. and be a part of it. So um, it, it, talk to us a little bit about the, the transition of this golf course has always been a Slade, this place has always been beautiful, gorgeous, even before the destruction of the weather over the last couple of years. But this place right now is immaculate. It is it's something special. You guys have done such a wonderful job out here. And I know through the, through the, uh, through the membership and, and, and the people surrounding and, and Nicholas Corporation, you guys have come hand in hand and made this. I mean, it's hard to believe it's even better than it was before because it was something special before. Yeah, I, uh, I, was, I didn't see it uh, before the last uh, redo, but uh, obviously my job is to know the golf market and know the other courses in this area. And that's what makes my job easy is there's just not anything out there that competes. Uh, you know, you can go to Barton Creek, but you're on a three-year wait list. Membership up there is getting a little bit older. Uh, our membership here is getting younger. Our average dependence between two and eight. So we've become a really strong family club, which is awesome to mm. see, to see more kids getting into golf. And that's kind of preservation of the, the game of golf. Yeah. So Slade, how did you get into golf, man? I mean, you grew up <laughs> playing football. You were a professional baseball player. You actually played for Bucky's New York Yankees yeah. yes. for a little stint in the last decade. Uh, it seems like you're one of those dudes who's probably good at every sport. But how did you make the transition from being a big league ball player to now being a membership director here at the Hills? Yeah, I... Um, I've got a new little one at home, six week old. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank Congrats. you. Thank you. Uh, and I'd, I'd run a lot of events around golf and fundraising for nonprofits in the past four or five years. And I was looking for something that was back into a team environment. That was one thing that I really missed from when I was playing in the game of baseball uh, and the, the atmosphere that I grew up as a kid, always being around a team to being behind my computer screen for 12 hours a day. Uh, and we were looking at the area I walked into here um, and kind of just by chance walked into the job. But uh, it's been awesome. It's back into that team environment that I'm, I'm really enjoying. And for the, the golf side, I golfed when I was playing. Mm -hmm. um, I retired from a knee injury. So I'm actually in the process of switching to the right side for golf, which has been very interesting. Wow. Testing my patience. Wow. Um, but I mean, I get to go out here and uh, I think one of the things that's fun that I miss about playing was uh, athletes always look at the game as very serious. And one of the aspects or uh, the way I viewed it is we were entertainment and we put smiles on people's face. And that's one thing that I really love about this job is being able to show people something that they're wanting to buy, uh, something that they're looking to change their lifestyle. And I believe we do it better than anyone in Austin. So yeah. that's what's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, from being around here such a long time, I just, you know, I, I know numerous members. Uh, out here and this the facilities when it comes to you know you had the academy of golf for so many yeah. years and you still have such a great facility to work at your game but it's not just that facility it's the tennis facility the workout facility the tons you know the the other golf courses other three or four golf courses that you have on this facility that makes it simple there's not a reason for you to say well i can't get on today at any place 
yeah. there. No, you're going to get on somewhere out here, and and, and you're going to have a, a great experience. And when you talk about teamwork, I mean, it takes a team to have this place the way it yeah. looks right here. It really, really does. And the, the facility, when it comes to dining, there's nothing better than to yeah. dine out this. At, at I mean, whether it's a barbecue or whether it's fine dining like here, it is absolutely yeah. fantastic. It really is. Or family pizza night over Flint Rock. Don't forget oh, yeah. And, and the, yeah, I was going to say there. that. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of places, you know, that when you have memberships, it's generally for it's a mom and dad type of deal. It's it's yeah. the one who's footing the bill for all this. Right. You know, this place, you, there's a lot of family events that you have at this that families show up to. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the, the ladies may not play a lot of golf, but you have a, you know, that little nine, nine hole deal in the summertime that I know some of the, the guys whose wives never play golf. Yeah. They, they take part of that every, every summer. They're yeah. a big part of that. So, and, and families that, that get to do things that they've never, you know, they don't, you know, they may do some things together, but they leave town and go do it together. They go on trips to do it. You don't have to go very far here. I mean, that's kind of, it's our second, it's, well, the way we say it is it's their second home. And mm-hmm. that's what it is. We have, you know, 20, 25 social events a month that we do every single month, every Friday night, right down here at the crossroads, live music, barbecue, right over here. We got a neighborhood football game uh, right there in our background where we have yep. 20, 30, uh, eight, 12, 13 year olds out there playing football. Uh, and we've done things like uh, cross rodeo. We brought in mechanical bulls. We've done <laughs> nice. rock climbing events. We did a petting zoo. We, we, We've done a really good job as a team to create an environment uh, and an atmosphere that promotes kids and grandkids sure. and family and, and everybody. And that's one thing that's awesome is we, our memberships are a family membership. So your kids are full members until the age of 26. How's your uh, pickleball game these days? Oh, man. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's the now we're that's talking. taking over the oh, world right man, now, yeah. man. I know y'all have a few courts out here, too. Yeah, we've got nine dedicated courts now at the pickleball. Um, and like you said, you, you mentioned it. There's there's just so much to offer. we got 15 tennis courts, nine pickleball courts, 20,000 square feet of indoor fitness facility, four different pools, four restaurants. It's just you can go on and on and on and on uh, about the quality and the value you get when you're a member of the Hills. Yeah, yeah it's great because, of course, my guys are always talking about, you know, my kids up there having burgers with six of his friends, you <laughs> yeah. know. And then and I, and I said, oh, that's that's not going to cost you anything. I said, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, of course. Slate, I'm fascinated to hear more about your uh, golfing transition because I'm a lefty, but I'm so bad. I feel like I should try going right-handed. You're actually <laughs> yeah, you doing do that. that. Not because you're bad, but because uh, you've been dealing with some injuries. What's it like? I mean, basically relearning the game of golf from the other side. Uh, you would think that you wouldn't have the bad habits, but you still have all the bad yeah. habits that you had before. Uh, it's, it's been a, uh, it's been the closest thing that I had to like really truly believe in the process again, when you're playing a game or playing anything sports business, you have to really trust the process of growing and learning every day. Uh, and really just trying to finally let my ears and my mouth do this and my ears open up and listen to John. And that's one thing that I'm very fortunate. We have some really awesome PGA pros around mm-hmm. here that I get to be out with three, four or five times a week. So I have no excuse not to be good at this point. Do you, uh, do you putt right-handed too, or can you still putt with the left? I switched to putting righty as well, okay. just to do it. Yeah. Uh, I did reverse my grip because for whatever reason, this right, I had no feel. <laughs> I sent it off, especially with these greens. I mean, these greens, oh, yeah. definitely, they'll make you earn it here. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, switch grip and righty. So I'm all right side right now. Man. And that's unbelievable. And, and I'll have to ask you this because the people will, want me to ask you this 
to have been a former Yankee. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, nobody You know cares what I mean? They do care. Yeah, yes, they do care. You. Yes, they do care. Whatever. I mean, 27 world championships. I know there's others around this area that are getting their first and have maybe two or yeah. so. But th- that feels to be a New York Yankee to have played Major League Baseball for that baseball team. That's a, that had to be special. It really did. Yeah, I mean, there's not words to really describe it. Um, you know, I grew up in uh, Prior, Oklahoma, which is about 15 miles from Commerce, Oklahoma. And anybody that's a big Yankees fan will know that's where Mickey Mantle grew up. Mm-hmm. So I grew up a huge Mickey Mantle fan. Mm-hmm. And to start in center field at Yankee Stadium, pretty uh, special moment. Wish there had been a lot more, but really enjoyed my time there. And uh, being able to bounce around the league a little bit in different markets in San Francisco, New York just still is the best. The best, huh? Yeah, it's just... To hear that big, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. The, it's the, the best. The fans, the crowd, the atmosphere between the Mets and, and the Yankees and things of that nature, it's just, they just do it bigger. I, I know that everyone says everything's bigger in Texas, but baseball's bigger in, in New York than anywhere else. Yeah. Well, well, here's a Rangers fan. Here's, the here's a Rangers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I agree. Oh, man. Yeah, that is uh, that is awesome. And hey, as great as New York is, both of you guys chose to come back to live yeah. in Austin, Texas. Absolutely, so, hey, no doubt. That's what it is. Loving it. I got to ask you this, Slade, and this is on uh, Wikipedia, so you never know if this oh, stuff is I true. Love this stuff. But there's a re- report that says that you retired from baseball in part to pursue a career as a pilot. Is that a thing? <laughs> that is a very real thing. Yeah. I uh, I think the one thing that I enjoy more than trying to hit the baseball is flying a plane. How about that? Uh, so I got my private pilot license in 2012, started school for my aeronautical science degree, um, retired fully knowing I was going to go into being a pilot. Uh, I started, I was about four or five weeks away from my CFI check ride and COVID shut everything down. Oh. So I am a commercial and instrument rated pilot. How about that? I've got 600 hours. I've you can fly a, right out of Lakeway. Oh, I'm working on it right now. That's my next step. I want a plane. I've got to go back and forth to Tampa. And I'm just, every time I get on a commercial flight now, I'm just like myself. Uh, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> I can understand why you don't want to be on a commercial plane. <laughs> uh, we have plenty of videos to tell you why yeah. you shouldn't be on uh, and experiences. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's the best life in the world, isn't it, Buck? Oh, my goodness. Uh, membership director at the Hills and then getting to fly planes, too, on the side. And they have an air, airport right here Yeah, that you can fly out of. Very first thing that started Lakeway was the airport. Absolutely. Uh, that's, yeah, that's especially the with the uh, invited network. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Being able to jump. I, I, I do a lot of times where I'll do day trips where I jump in the plane, go somewhere, and play golf for the day and fly back. Um, so That's the life to, right it, there, buddy. It's... it's pretty fortunate yeah i don't want to complain too much because what <laughs> no. we do is pretty cool but damn yeah. that sounds awesome so slade we'll let you go on this yeah. one uh you, we've talked a lot about the hills and, and just all of the amenities that you guys have to offer but for anybody listening or watching us right now if they want to you know hear more about this place learn more about this place and ultimately become a member what's the best way for them to do so yeah go to hillcc.com uh and right uh, underneath the headliner there's a white bar in there that says uh tour the, tour the club or learn more about the club just click that it's going to take you directly to our main website not the landing page uh and then you can just uh go on there click the membership tab and request more information very good and any pointers for the buck because he's playing out here a little bit later uh-oh, today uh-oh. what time yes. for tea time Twelve twenty. okay any uh, any hit, tips swing it very little hit it hard and hit it straight Oh, I hit it straight. It doesn't go straight. <laughs> straight's not the problem. It's 150 how, yards. No, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, for me, this place is wonderful because 
I haven't moved up yet, Slate. I'm I'm 60. I'll be 69 in June. Nice. Guys let me move up at the par fives. You know, there's so many different tee boxes right. here. There's a tee box for everybody, yeah. but I haven't done it yet. I said, I, will, I, will, I won't move up permanently until I'm 70. All right. And they try to tell me, dude, your body's like 90. Why don't you just go <laughs> ahead and move up now? And, and I won't do it, but I get, I, I get to move up, and I can hit it straight. And this golf course, you get to play all your clubs, yeah. except for I don't get to do that because I'm always hitting driver, three-wood, three-wood, <laughs> or driver, five-wood, five-wood to Maybe get to the green. Get so, the wedge out every once in a while. But I love the putting. I love putting these oh, greens. I, 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 lo I love it. I, I, I can putt the ball, and I can putt the ball in these greens because they are absolutely gorgeous. There's, yeah. There are no better greens in this state than what you see right here. You know, and it's this... This place is, like I said, this is marvelous. Marvelous people are here. Yep. Just wonderful folks. Uh, I've been fortunate enough over the last six years to do Lake Travis High School yeah. uh, football games uh, with a partner. And, uh, and a lot of those members, there are members, there are people there, there are members here that they, they speak so highly of the staff here. And that's, I mean, that's important. I mean, it's the people, you know, I joined with BK to do this. And it's, it's the people that you're with that make things really, really work. I mean, you can have all the beauties that you want. Right. And, waterfalls and things like that but if you work with some crappy people it's no good it just doesn't work and and fortunate you're with you know with john and, and the rest of the the folks out here and that includes the members that not that doesn't just include the staff right the members have to be to volunteer and to being just good people too you know and, and you've got wonderful people out here you really really do very fortunate yeah no it's and uh, thanks for having us yeah no we're glad to have you and it's uh something that we're blessed about and you know the guiding star of of invited as a whole is to enrich lives yes so if we're enriching lives uh not just members but our people that we work with people that we associate with every day the charities staff, that you guys work with are charities. incredible i'm just trying to be a uh, guiding star of of hope and and a beacon of success in the neighbor or in the community of itself so it's well said the hillcc.com for more information slade thanks so much yeah, brother. appreciate you coming on. for having me on slade he's the nice membership director out yeah. here at the hills country club kind enough to join us for a few minutes this morning to talk about uh just everything this place has to offer and man this place does have a lot to offer it does. It's 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 like I said. It's a it's a wonderful place, and this thing is starting to come to life here. I've never been an early morning tea time guy, but they're all they're at. They've been on the first tea and just moving and moving through. It's going to be a nice day. Just a little cloudy today. Getting you know getting into the low sixties. Yeah, this is kind of torture for me. I know. Looking over here, just not being able to play golf today, and just sitting basically right on top of a golf oh, course. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh! Yeah, shout out to Slade, and shout out to all the great people out here at the Hills for having us out this morning. We'll tell you more about the Hills Country Club throughout today's program. That was good. That was happy. That's got everybody in a good mood. Now I've got to piss some people off by talking more about the college football playoff rankings. And I mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. We've got some audio from the college football playoff committee chair. Boo Corrigan is this guy's name. And, well, when your name is Boo. Yeah, things can happen. You know, he's going to be scary, and you know he's going to be a piece of crap. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Here's a, a back and forth between Reese Davis of ESPN and Boo Corrigan last night uh, talking about the resumes of the one-loss teams vying for a spot in the CFP. Ahead of Texas. But Texas has a strength of schedule that's about 40-plus spots better than Oregon's. They have more wins against uh, ranked teams by your rankings than, uh, than do the Ducks. Why is Oregon ahead of Texas? Yeah, Oregon has continued to dominate. Um, obviously, the loss to Washington early in the year, 36-33. Uh, coming out of last week, 
in the way they played an Oregon State team that we really respect as a group, held them to uh, seven points as opposed to 34, which they have averaged on the year. And, uh, you know, the, the season Bo Nix is having, um, 78% completion percentage. You know, they just continue to impress the committee with both the offense and the defense. What consideration was given to the common opponent that those two have, Texas being Texas Tech by 50 and Oregon beat them by one possession? Yeah, we look at everything, as we've talked about each week that, that we've been here. You know, we're not lo- relying on one single data point, one single game. We're looking at, you know, we're through 13 weeks right now and making sure that as we do go through it, uh, we are comparing everything. So there's Vuk Oregon. And- well, they don't consider everything. They're not, they're not considering early season games, no matter who you play. They, they're not. If you, beat a, if you beat an Alabama and Tuscaloosa, and Oregon beats Washington and then, you know, gets on a roll, that, that matters to them. That's what they're saying. And now that, that's why I'm, that's why when, when Texas could have taken a knee the other night, they should have scored, and they should have scored more. And now, now I see why teams run it up, and they should be running it up because yeah. this committee does look at that. He just said the word dominate. We, we, we were looking at the way Oregon has dominated, you know, and that means, that means scores. That's, so you, you, if, if they tell you, in the middle of the season, or this committee tells you that we don't want to see teams running up on somebody. It doesn't. That don't, that wasn't. That doesn't matter. Wins matter. That's bull. Running it up on teams matters. Well, yeah, it's easier to run it up on teams when you're playing the 62nd hardest schedule in sure. college football than if you're playing the 13th toughest strength of schedule Absolutely. in college football. So yeah, it'd be nice to play. You know, Portland State in the FCS. I think Texas would be able to run it up on them. It'd be nice to play Hawaii. Uh, I think Texas would be able to run it up on them, but you know, well, it's going to make that, you think about Alabama and Wyoming and Rice. It's All gonna, three non-conference teams that Texas played are bowl eligible this year. Even Rice turned out to have a pretty good season, so the schedules aren't even close. So yeah, of course, it's easier for Oregon to dominate crappy teams. Texas is playing a lot of tougher competition. But it also makes you think that you know, uh, in this game that you you know, you know, it's supposed to be about sportsmanship. You know, when you when you play teams like Rice early in the year. You should just hammer them so far into the ground, and nobody should say anything about it. You know what I mean? My, myself as a coach, I would hate that because I always, I, I mean, I think of the players that play the game and, and how hard they work. But now I'm thinking, oh, you, if you got a chance to put 75 on somebody, put it on them. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a really, really good team. Now, the, the day after you do that as a coach, you're going to feel horrible about what you did. I mean, I see it in high school. I, I, you you got to feel horrible about that. You know, kids that come out there, work hard, and you're a dominant team, but if you're trying to get and win a national championship and be in the Final Four, you have to do that to teams. Yep. I mean, you just have to do it. I just, I, I mean, not just dominate them, but score on them. You're right. You know, and, and score a lot of points on them. And they try to tell you that this is, in fairness, this is not what we want to see. But, the, but they're, what they're actually telling you is you got to do this. Yeah, it's funny because Boo Corrigan said that they compare everything and they look at everything when comparing these teams. I mean, Texas has a better victory over a common opponent. They sure. have a better strength of schedule. They have a better strength of record. They have more wins against college football playoff top 25 teams. They have the best win between the two teams. And what does Oregon have? The eye test? That's it? You can't sit here and tell me that you're comparing everything, that you're looking at every data point. And there are specific data points that the committee is supposed to look at. That's not my opinion. They have released 
what they look for sure. when trying to figure out what teams are going to be into the college football playoff. And they're not looking at any of that. They're well, I, only I, focused I, on the eye test for Oregon and Texas. They're not looking at the whole resume. And I know it's his job, but I thought he's he's doing a good job. Herb Street has been on these guys about give us give us some real substance when you guys are coming out of that room. Don't 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 tell us because Oregon's on a roll late in the year. Well, Texas is on a roll too, yeah. and every one lost team is on a roll right now. They've had to play in playoff games each and every week since they lost that that first game. I mean, so has Oregon, so has everybody, other, other one-loss teams. So, you know, he wants some, some, some substance. He wants to know about scheduling. He wants to know that those games did matter early in the year. Beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa mattered. Yep, and here's – I'm actually just pulled this up on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. But this comes directly from the college football playoff website where they describe what they look for, once again, when comparing resumes from all of these teams – and here's a paragraph that reads, when circumstances at the margins indicate that teams are comparable, the following criteria must be considered. Championships won, strength of schedule, head-to-head competition, comparative outcomes of common opponents. Well, okay, both of these teams have a chance to win a conference championship. Strength of schedule, doesn't feel like that's being compared because Texas is 49 spots higher right. in the strength of schedule ranking than Oregon right now. Obviously, head-to-head did not occur. It did occur between Texas and Alabama. That's why Texas is ranked ahead of Alabama. And then comparative outcomes of common opponents. Texas Tech. They've got a common opponent, and the Longhorns won by 50, and Oregon was down. They won by eight. They were down with a minute and a half left. They kick a field goal to go up by one. Then they had a pick six on basically the last play of the game to win by eight. So what, what are we doing here? Like literally on the website, this is clear as day. Anybody could access what's on the screen right now. And for some reason, the committee, the people that are supposed to follow these rules have chosen that they do not want to follow these rules. Yeah, and these teams that, you know, there, there'll be a couple things that may change, but not the ones that really, really matter, I don't think will change this weekend. I mean, uh, as I said, every one of these one-loss teams have been in playoff games every week. And to me, the only one that has a chance to, to lose is Florida State with their backup quarterback to Louisville. But there's been times when Louisville has been just garbage. I mean, hot garbage. They've... I mean, they played in, in, in the ACC, and they, they played, you know, they, they barely escaped a, a couple teams in the ACC. They only just had the one loss that they have. So uh, if, if they beat Florida State, who cares? I mean. They've got two losses yeah. now because they lost to Kentucky this past weekend. Not an ACC game, of course. But, uh, yeah, Louisville was ranked in the top ten going into the weekend. They lost to Kentucky, so they But, that, but, but as I said, for, for their opponent, for Florida State, with their backup, they should be able. They should be able to beat Louisville, shouldn't they? I mean, a two-loss Louisville team. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's still favored in this game. Uh, and look, the path for Texas, as annoyed as I am, and as annoyed as I think a lot of you are with what went down last night and what seemingly keeps going down every Tuesday, uh, the path for Texas is clear. Now, it's not easy. It's not as simple as winning your in, which obviously has been the case for no. Texas to get to the Big Twelve championship game. They're going to win, and they need some help, but. Uh, to me, there's one clear and obvious scenario that guarantees Texas a spot in the playoff. Even with Boo Corrigan being the biggest jabroni in the world, even with all the bias against Texas right now for some reason, and I've got a conspiracy theory on that we'll talk about later. Uh, three things I think need to happen for Texas to get in. Georgia's got to beat Alabama, so Alabama's removed from the equation. So you don't have to worry about Alabama jumping Texas if they beat Georgia this weekend. You need... Uh, Louisville to beat Florida State 
Mm-hmm. And obviously you need Texas to win. And I was like, what's the third one? Oh, yeah, Texas has to yeah, win. Yeah, Texas needs to win. Obviously, if the Longhorns lose, then all of this conversation is a waste of breath. But if those three things happen, look, Georgia's favored against Alabama. They've won like 126 games in a row or something like that. Um, Texas is a two-touchdown plus favorite against Oklahoma State. And then Florida State's playing with a backup quarterback. Like, it's not super far-fetched to think that all of that stuff could go down. But that's the clearest path for Texas to uh, hear their name called in the top four on selection. What would it have done if Texas were playing Oklahoma, if Oklahoma would have won that? It'd be the exact same thing. Same, same, right? It'd be the exact same thing. Yep, I I still believe Oregon would be ranked ahead of Texas right now. Uh, I still believe Ohio State would be ranked ahead of Texas right now. And I still think the Longhorns would need all of those things that I talked about to get in. Now, hey, if Michigan loses, they're out. That's great. I'm here to tell you right now, Michigan ain't losing because Iowa can't score. No. So unless Iowa beats... Michigan zero to negative three, and I've never seen that score in all of my years on this earth. Uh, that's not going to happen. No. So obviously that's a scenario that could work, but we're talking about potentially realistic outcomes from this weekend. It's and thank God uh, I don't wish injury upon anybody. Thank God Jordan Travis is hurt because if that guy was healthy, there'd be a zero percent chance for Texas I to would, get in. Yes, but that's what the Longhorns need, despite all the BS and all the complaining. And Ohio State doing. will not be playing in the championship game. Ohio State's still in cooked. Front. They got no shot. Why should they even be in front? Well, Why? unless unless everybody, if, if Texas loses and Florida State loses, and Michigan loses, and every, Michigan loses, everybody loses. Yeah, if everybody loses, the Buckeyes can get in. But with the way this year has gone, considering. In the month of November, which of course wraps up tomorrow, there's only been one team ranked in the top eight that has lost, and that's Ohio State, who lost to another team ranked in the top eight. Uh, I'd be stunned if all of a sudden we got ridiculous amounts of chaos. No, we're we're not going to get. It's not going to get that chaotic. I, I don't because I believe that on a Wednesday that Oregon's going to be Washington. Washington, Washington's starting to fade. I know they want to get Bo Nix the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, they're all aiming that way, but because he's putting up ridiculous numbers now late in the season, you know, and, and, and they've had to win. And they've, and they've been strong. It's been a strong Oregon team late. You know, it, it just has. But So the games early don't really, really matter. It's how you finish. It's how you come on strong and take care of your business, it seems like, I guess for so. the one-loss teams. I mean, it's almost like that game in Tuscaloosa really doesn't mean that much. They could have been playing anybody. They might as well play anybody and won a game. That's the thing right now, right? It's like, well, Texas plays at Michigan next year, and then they play Ohio State in a couple of years. It's like, why the hell are we playing these games? No. They, they clearly As I said, bring on Texas State. Bring on the Bobcats. Yeah. I mean, look, things are going to change when we get to the 12-team playoff. So, uh, you know, you'll be able to have a couple of losses and still get in. And obviously, if we were talking about an 8-team or a 12-team or even a 16 playoff this year, be in. the Longhorns would be in with the win against Oklahoma State this weekend. So the rules will change. But the, the way it stands right now, yeah, it does look like Texas is not getting rewarded at all for playing at Alabama this year. That's for playing like, that's that schedule, the, for the, the having toughest, a good schedule. Yeah, it's been the toughest game and the toughest place to play in college football in the last two decades. Texas went in there and won by double digits. Oh, no, no. That 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 goes back to what matter. you said yesterday. It goes back to people thinking, oh, this Alabama team, they'll win six. They'll, it's a six-win team. They're not good. Texas beat them in Tuscaloosa, and they've gone on to win every game since that game. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and even though they needed a miracle, they found a way to win. With their backup quarterback. Remember, he's not quite the starting quarterback. He looks like a pretty good starter to me right now. Right. Throwing a touchdown pass, you know, 31-yard touchdown pass. Although, you, how, how are you having to do that? But you at least got that done. But Texas has played two games with a backup quarterback yeah. against a ranked team. You know, not against the team that Alabama beat last. I mean, it's, 
it's it doesn't make any sense. They just don't want to give you they just don't want to give you the kind of credit that you deserve for that Alabama game. It's just annoying. And I'm going to play this audio one more time from Boo Corrigan. Once again, this is a back and forth last night on ESPN between Reese Davis and Boo Corrigan, who is the committee chair for the college football playoff committee. And I just I want you to listen to the data points that he brings up when saying why Oregon is ranked ahead of Looking Texas. Looking at the one-loss the one teams, the highest-ranked one-loss team continues to be Oregon. Now Ohio State is slid in there um, ahead of Texas. But Texas has a strength of schedule that's about 40-plus spots better than Oregon's. They have more wins against uh, ranked teams by your rankings than, uh, than do the Ducks. Why is Oregon ahead of Texas? Yeah, Oregon has continued to dominate. Um, obviously, the loss to Washington early in the year, 36-33. But, uh, coming out of last week in the way they played an Oregon State team that we really respect as a group, held them to uh, seven points as opposed to 34, which they have averaged on the year. And, uh, you know, the, the season Bo Nix is having, um, 78% completion percentage. You know, they just continue to impress the committee with both the offense and the defense. What consideration was given to the common opponent that those two have? Texas beat Texas Tech by 50, and Oregon beat them by one possession. Yeah, we look at everything, as we've talked about each week that we've been here. You know, we're not relying on one single data point, one single game. We're looking at, you know, we're through 13 weeks right now and making sure that as we do go through it, uh, we are comparing everything. Now, so, what they're doing is they're relying on Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman yeah. Trophy. He's going to go to New York once they beat Washington, and that's going to be their thing. How can we not have had the Heisman Trophy? I mean, tro- trophy winner in there. He's go- if they win the game this week, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Yep. So that's a part of it. I didn't know the Heisman Trophy was a part of, of, of you know, scheduling and everything else. It seems like that's what it sounded like. Bo Nix has had this. Bo Nix has had that. Yeah, he's had a fantastic year. I'm so glad you brought up Bo Nix because here are the three data points that Duke Oregon used to promote Oregon over Texas. He's talked about Bo Nix's completion percentage. Yes. He talked about Oregon State's average point total. Why the hell does that matter? What Oregon State has scored per game on the season. They were so checked out last week because their coach had already accepted a job at Michigan State. We're going right. to sit here and act like that's some sort of huge win. And they should them. know that more than anybody that that coach, the way they co- they played last week, yeah. was already out the door. Out the door. And then a loss to Washington. Those are the data points that Boo Corrigan used. Bo Nix's completion percentage, Oregon State's average point total, and then the loss to Washington. Here's what he didn't bring up. Strength of record, strength of schedule, ranked wins, and win over a common opponent. Like the things that they're supposed to look at. Sure, that they said that they were going to be looking at. Their website explicitly says, clear as day, that they look at, when comparing resumes, all of the things that they're supposed to look at. Boo Corrigan didn't bring up a single one, yet he's bringing up a guy's completion percentage. Are you kidding me? It's all about the guy who's going to to New York for the Heisman Trophy. Oh, my God. You know, because we know if if they beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship, he's going to New York, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. And they're then going to be able to look back and say, well, they had the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, how can we not have put them in there? Yeah. That's, that's, one, of the, that's, that's, that's one of the defining uh, things that they're talking about. They keep saying Bo Nix, Bo Nix, Bo Nix. I mean, what about the other teams that have been in playoff games every week so far with one loss and had to win? Texas had to win two games without their, their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he's not going to the Heisman. He's not a Heisman candidate, but they had to. As a team, this is supposed to be about your team. This is not about – individuals but it's about the heisman too yeah 
we got a text on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328, saying the Pac-12 getting SEC levels of ass-kissing by the committee is laughable. Yeah, yeah since, it is. Since when is the Pac-12, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread? They're having a year. Not really. The year is not nearly as good. Like, there was a time where the Pac-12 had eight teams ranked in the top 25, right? We thought Colorado was really good. That's right. We thought Utah was really good. We thought UCLA was good. And now uh, the conference... USC, obviously, was in the top 10 for a while. Gone. Now they suck. I mean, the conference has resorted back to being what it's always been. Yeah, so. Oregon State was supposed to be all this and all that. Now we're finding out not really. So why, why, like, why this is maddening to me? Look, if Washington wins on Friday, they should keep Texas out because they're, they're undefeated. They're undefeated, and they yes. will have won their Pac-12 championship. But we're talking about the scenario that needs to happen for the Longhorns to get in. Well, now they have to jump Oregon, too. And because... Texas is already behind Oregon, and they've been behind Oregon in every single CFP rankings. The committee's telling you Texas ain't going to jump the Ducks because no. Oregon plays a better team this weekend, right? Washington is undefeated. They're ranked in the top four, and Texas has to play a three-loss Oklahoma State team. So this should be a situation. Why I'm so annoyed by this, Buck, Texas should be ahead of Oregon to where the Longhorns shouldn't have to worry about getting beaten out by a Pac-12 championship team if Oregon wins. But that's clearly not the case. So I know because their quarterback's said, going to New York. Yeah, the, the winner of that game on Friday night is making it to the playoffs. By the way, the winner of that game, their quarterback, either quarterback, is going to New York. Well, I think, both, I think both of them are going to New yeah, York. Yeah, but regardless. the winner, but the winner of the game is probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I think you're right. So I, it, it's annoying. Once again, Washington, obviously, if they win, they should be in. But Texas should be ahead of uh, ahead of Oregon right now. They should be ahead of Oregon after the weekend because even though Oregon's playing a better opponent this weekend. The strength of schedule for Texas is still better than what Oregon's is. And winning at Alabama is still better than beating a Washington team that's been skating by on a neutral field. Yeah, and for Ohio State, losing that game, getting beat down last week and not playing in your conference championship, which Michigan has beat you down. They should look and say, Michigan has beaten this group down three years in a row. Yeah. Why are they there? Put them back. Put them in that ninth where they belong. Yeah, like you said. Though. Why are they giving them? Why are they favoring that group? Do us a favor, like I, I, Coach, beat Michigan. Honestly, I, th I think Ohio State should be ranked ahead of Texas, but I also think Ohio State should be ranked ahead of Oregon right now. But like you said earlier, because the Buckeyes are idle this weekend, right. they would get jumped by both Oregon and Texas if those two teams took care of their business. So if we're really comparing resumes of the one-loss teams, Ohio State's got the best resume out of anybody that's lost a game. But uh, they are, for some reason, also ranked below Oregon. But I don't think their fans care that much because they, they know they no, need to No, and then when Michigan. you look at the schedule, it's almost like you're going to put Penn State in there. You know what they are, hot garbage, right? Garbage. Yep. Just garbage. So it's Just garbage. I mean, that, this, is a, this is a deal at, at the end of it. It's, it's about notoriety. It's about it – is, it does become about players. You know, as I said, they're supposed to get the best four teams. And if your quarterback is going to New York and, and if you win that game – and he's probably going to win the Heisman Trophy, you will then look at each other in that room and say, we didn't have the Heisman Trophy winner in this, and they've only lost one game. They're and in. They won that. They're, they're, in. they're in. They are in. They're in. Yep. If Oregon wins on Friday, they'll be in. Yes. And obviously, if Washington wins on Friday, they'll be in. So the Pac-12. But the criteria is to have a Heisman Trophy candidate. A Doak Walker candidate wouldn't do it for you. Dude, Quinn Ewers needs to have a higher completion percentage. He's got the highest in the Big 12, but it's not as high as Bo Nix's. So Texas can't be ranked ahead of Oregon. It's as simple as that. God, I wish we played Oregon State this year, man, and held them to less than their season average of 34 points because apparently that's the most important thing in the world for the committee. Yeah, they change the criteria. That's what they do. They tell you. They put it on their page, and then they get in that room, and they just change it. Yep.
It's annoying. All right, we'll get back into this, and I've got a conspiracy theory as to why the committee hates Texas so much this year. Uh, but, man, we've got to give some love to some of our phenomenal sponsors. Bob. Unbelievable. Our good friends over at Texas Orthopedics, if you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, uh, contact Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, folks. And how about this? Spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, and joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. Now, Christopher Danny and Christopher Stockton are dedicated orthopedic surgeons there. And their goal is to get you back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com. That's TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to AV Consultations as well. Hopefully you're uh, locked into your AV Consultations TV setup this weekend. And look, if you haven't made the call to AV Consultations, it's the perfect holiday gift for yourself. You're going to be buying gifts for friends and for family, which is great. I'm not telling you you shouldn't do that, but also take care of yourself. And you can do that with a custom TV setup from our man, Tom McKay at Audiovisual Consultations. They've been in business here in Central Texas since 1988. They've been around longer than I've been alive. They've hooked me up. They've hooked the buck up. They've hooked Trey up, Chip, so many of our team here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. Of course, Wags has that badass AV consultation set up too. They can do the same for you, whether it's a home theater room or the multi-screen man cave or woman cave like I have. If you want a patio set up, maybe you've got a fireplace outside. You want a nice TV out there. Did you say you have cave women at your house? I have Must cave women. Fun. It's nice. Like the Geico guy? Yeah. Hey, lady. Yeah, I like that. Sounds good. Nah, see, I don't, I don't like the cave women because oh. I assume that means they're really hairy. Yes. And I know you were around for the 70s and you're a fan <laughs> of that hair everywhere. Uh, I'm not so into that myself. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, uh, I like it clean. There you go. But avconsultations.com. That's the website. Go there, check out the gallery of projects they've done over the last 35 years. Get some ideas for your home and make the call. 512-255-8678. That's 255-8678 for our friends at Audio Visual Consultations. Love it. And uh, folks, we're at the beautiful Hills of Lakeway Golf Course. And see those two par threes that overlook the signature hole over there with the waterfall. And right here, number 14, uh, there will be at least one of those holes will be birdied by me today. Nope. And one will be a par. There will be no bogeys at the par three. You're going to birdie a par three today? Yes, I am. Okay. And it's it's not the one over the over the waterfall. I'm horrified of that one. So I hit it up on the hill to the left and let it bounce onto the green. Okay. I hit that cutter around that tree yeah. and it bounces on. The good news is I brought a swimsuit, so I'll be able to dive into that waterfall after I shank and my And this one right shot. here, I'll probably be hitting something that hits up here into the window. Is that the... T-box No, T-box up to the right where the stones are right across from oh, okay. it. Up, up top there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I may shoot one one, one hop into the window here. Oh, man. Because I got to make sure I get over the gunk. I see a little green side bunker there right before the Been green. in there. Been in there. Yeah, I'll be there. I've had sand play there before. I brought uh, my sand castle. Maker. <laughs> yes. my little got my little shovel. bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to have that. You, you got to bring all the tools when you're playing out here. My goodness. This course is gorgeous. Yeah, the Hills Country Club. They got four courses out here. 72 championship level holes. Uh, something for every golfer, every level of golfer. This is the place to be. Of course, the tennis, the pickleball, the fitness center, the pools, the great fine dining, five different dining options out here. Fantastic bars and drinks and everything you need and fun activities for the whole family. What did our guy Slade say? 25 a social month? events a month. That's a lot, dude. I don't even leave my place 25 <laughs> times a month. I don't know if I leave it 25 times a year. But I'll say this. If you do leave your place. Yeah. You need to head to your favorite 7-Eleven. Oh, yes. today, is, today is my day to get my hard copy because Wednesday's paper will tell me everything that happened on Monday. 
Right. So I need to get it today. This is it. This awesome is Awesome American Statesman. You can get everything that you want at 7-Eleven for sure. Yes. Even a slice of pizza or two or rotisserie wieners, whatever you need there. Mm. Mars bars, any kind of any kind of candy, any kind of drink. Those rollers, man. Oh. The steak and cheese, the buffalo chicken. <laughs> I, I can eat 15 of those things. Buffalo chicken. Come on now. Little Debbie's, the little Debbie cakes. Oh, love it. I love it. Yep. Shout out to our friends at 7 Eleven. All right. Here's my uh, conspiracy theory for okay. why Texas keeps getting shafted by the college football playoff committee. I think the committee and college football higher ups are mad at Texas for spearheading this newest wave of conference realignment that is absolutely shaking up and shaking down the sport, right? Because Texas and Oklahoma were the first teams to announce that they were moving. Sure. Obviously, there's been realignment forever in college sports. Yeah, and, and this has been in the works with Texas and Oklahoma, not just two years ago, but way back. This is the this most dramatic wave of realignment we've ever had. Yes. And Texas and Oklahoma were the first teams to do it. And most people, I think, feel like Texas is mainly responsible for the two teams making the move to the SEC. And that was the first domino to fall. I mean, you basically had the Pac-12 sure. completely fall apart once Texas and Oklahoma made their announcement a couple of years ago. Yeah, and you so, know the Sooners couldn't do it on their own. Right. So I, I wonder, I don't have any evidence to back this up. I just wonder if the college football playoff committee, because it's run by athletic directors, and obviously their lives have changed a lot. Well, I, I know who would be pissed. Anybody in the ACC would be pissed. Yeah, because they they've got to bring on some others into their conference now. You're right. I just wonder if that's part of why Texas is just getting the short end of the stick from the playoff committee. Is that yeah, the sport as we know it is changing dramatically after and this they've year. changed it. They've been the they've been a spearhead in change in the sport. And Texas was the team that did it. Yep. We, we also screwed up nil. Did were, were you the cause of that too? That's our fault. Yeah, that nil is happening. I don't think they can blame us for that one. It's again total conspiracy. You might disagree with me, but I'm. I'm trying to figure it out. And somebody tweeted this out last night. I'm trying to see who it was because I want to give them uh, proper credit. But I just think, like, I'm, I'm trying to compare Texas's resume to what Alabama's could be in this spot. Like, let's say Alabama was where Texas is. They're in. Alabama was 11-1. and one. They were playing in their conference championship. They had a 10-point win over Texas, a top-10 Texas team. And let's say Alabama lost to Ole Miss, right? Like, I feel like Ole Miss and OU are comparable this year. Oh, you just got two losses. Okay. Ole Miss has two losses. Both teams okay. are 10 and two. They're ranked in the top 15. Uh, that feels fair. I think, oh, you would beat Ole Miss probably for the record, but let's just say, yeah, Alabama had lost to Ole Miss. They were 11 and one. They had beaten Texas by 10. There was a 0% chance that Alabama would be ranked number seven right now. Oh, there's uh, absolutely. They, they'd probably be in the top four, but they sure as hell would be ahead of Oregon and Ohio state. So I, I don't know what it is about Texas. I, I thought Texas being the brand that it is would maybe carry some extra weight for the committee, but clearly there's some sort of bias against Texas. They this don't year. like the brand. I don't I guess not. They don't like the brand. So that's that's they love the they love the 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 little elephant with the long with the trunk. They yep. love that brand. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? They just, love the bulldog brand. I don't know why they love the the Nike brand so much, the Oregon brand. What is what what is it that Oregon what has Oregon done? Big, Big Oregon. Oregon. What have they done lately? I mean, really. Well, they're beating uh, all of these really bad Pac-12 teams. Big Magic Johnson. What has he done? I mean, I, I, I'm not comes. getting that. What have, What has Oregon done for college football yeah. except for Phil Knight and Nike products? I mean, uh, 
don't think that's not a part of it. Hey, we wear Nike too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Come on. That's right. We're buying your stuff. Throw us a bone here, please. Oh, man. Hey, a couple of announcements to make. And I should have tweeted this out to uh, get a few more people listening. But, hey, all of you tuned in right now, listening on the app or watching us on YouTube, we'll get to hear this stuff first before we make the announcements on social media throughout the course of the day. We've got locations. Nice. For this weekend. This Friday, from 2 to 5, we will be broadcasting live from Boomer Jack's Grill in Arlington, less than five minutes away from AT&T Stadium. Is that where the Texas Live? That must be around that. The other stadium, the, the baseball park. Very there. close to Texas Live. Yeah, okay. Boomer Jack's Grill, one of the coolest sports bars in DFW, the North Arlington location. We're going to be there from 2 to 5 doing our Big 12 title game roundtable the Buck and I will be there. Chip Brown's going to be there. Fire the Cannon. Megan and Rocky nice. are going to stop by as well. And uh, hopefully y'all will be there too. That's an exciting announcement, right? That's Friday afternoon. Yep. But holy shit, and pardon my French, I don't like to cuss too much when I'm in public, especially at a nice place like the Hills Country Club. Hello. There'll be a couple of those words said today on the golf course. By you? <laughs> For sure. This Saturday morning, we will be doing our pregame show live from Texas Live, right outside of AT&T Stadium. Awesome. I was on the phone with uh, my guy Jack, who works there yesterday, and he's like, dude, there's going to be like 15,000 people before the game just walking around on Saturday. I'm not making any promises, but you know who will be around there. Who's that? RW. Ricky? Yeah, he'll be he'll be up there for the championship game. I'm going to make a phone call and see if we can get him. If it's right there, that dude can walk from there to the stadium. Everybody can walk there. Yes. You can walk with your... Twice replaced hip and knees. <laughs> I'll have a hip replaced. You can walk. I got, a, I got a one knee replacement. Not look, twice look, hips. Looks like you've had three of them. Hip pointer and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be there, man. Texas Live. We'll let you all y'all know the exact awesome. spot. But that is huge. So if you're uh, going to the game on Saturday, come by and see us. We'll have tons of koozies to give away. And hey, if you're just in the Metroplex or going to the Metroplex, but you can't get a ticket, they've got TVs all over Texas Live. So you can actually watch the game out there too it is the the best place to tailgate the best place to pregame whatever you want to call it right outside of at&t stadium right by the gilf as well of course home of the world series champion texas rangers oh yeah had to throw that guy in there of course but we are going to uh be there saturday morning which is huge for us we're super excited about both of those broadcasts thanks to our friends at boomer jacks on friday for having us out and of course uh texas live as well yes. saturday morning we'll give you all more information more details as we get closer to the weekend, but uh, we're going to be out there, man. Boots on the ground. Some of the other stations and YouTube channels, uh, they can't match what we're doing. We are no. bringing you the best coverage from right by the stadium that you can possibly find. Yeah, and we're so excited about uh, being here at the Hills of Lakeway today. And we will get, I mean, if you've got a golf club and you need us to come out there, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> we, we, we are. We really are. There's a number of people have gotten in contact and said, hey, why don't you bring your show out to this golf club? But we're very fortunate today to be at one of the premier golf courses in Texas. I mean, this is this has got so much tradition here. It really has. I I was telling John, um, the senior VP, that I used to come here for the Champions Tour when it was just called the Seniors Tour, and I used to follow Nick Price around. And that dude came outside of the ropes over there to greet me because there's there's a hole here number I think it's number number six before you hit the the premier hole here, the signature hole. Yeah. And there's a tree that kind of hangs at this par four. And I said, Nick, I scream out, watch the tree. And dude, if he didn't hit 
the ball, got over on the other side, it hit the tree on the other side, and went back in the water. You told him. I told him, I said, watch the tree on the other side. It's you on jinxed other... him. No, dude. You put it in his head that he was going to hit that tree, and then he dude, hit the tree. No, dude thought he had a shot that was going just over the water. Trees on the other side of the water. Bang the tree oh. back in the water. Come on, Nick. Did he go full tin cup and just try the same shot like 15 times in a no, row? No, no. It only took him one to get back to where he needed to be. Yeah, of course. He took a little bogey and, and then went about his business. Must, I mean, Must be nice. Yeah. Me, that, that's, a, that's, that's three over right there oh, for yeah. me. If one's in the Easy. water, it's uh, a triple. Absolutely. No Anything question. that swims is a triple. You're absolutely right. Hey, I want to ask you a couple of things, Buck, okay. because our man CB has tagged us in a couple of Longhorn memories this week. Uh, I believe two days ago was the 25-year anniversary of Ricky Williams breaking Tony Dorsett's all-time college football rushing yards yes. record. Uh, your thoughts on you know that day, that moment. I'm sure you reached out to Ricky uh, right after that went down. I'd love to take a trip down memory lane with you and just – uh, kind of talk about what that meant for you. It was just, it was it was fantastic because on that same day, another good friend of mine that I played high school football was in the stadium, Tony Dorsett, who I still remain good friends with, and although he has struggled with his with uh, you know CTE, and it's just yeah. it's just been unfortunate. And dude, we would have him on this program so so many times if it if he just wasn't struggling for that, and he's had his struggles. But he has gotten better, and, and well wishes to Tony and his family. But he was in he was in the house that on that date, and as a matter of fact, that weekend was the weekend I picked him up at the airport, and to to bring him there to to see Ricky break his record, and to have known both of those guys, and to have recruited Ricky Williams and coached Ricky Williams was so special. As a matter of fact, I have not been in that stadium since that day. I have not watched a football game in that stadium since the day Ricky broke the record. I have not been to a Texas football game. In the stadium. No kidding. No, I've never, I've not been in that stadium. God. For me, that was, that was the greatest thing that I'd ever, you know, I'd ever been kind of a part of. And, you know, to, to, uh, I, I was fortunate to see him do a lot of things in high school. As I said, he could have been a great linebacker in college. He wanted to play both ways. Uh, I, I was there in New York for when he was inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame, spent some time with Mac Brown. And uh, that's where I met Condi Rice. So, <laughs> Your girl. Yeah, my girl, Condi Rice. Condoleezza. Yeah, so it, it was, I mean, doing some special things with him, but for him, that day was really, really special. You know, I had talked to him the week of and talked about to, to break Tony Dorsett's record because Ricky, Ricky was always, so you guys are friends. You're friends with Dorsett. I said, yeah, I picked him up, brought him here from That's the crazy. airport. I did not realize that. I, said, I brought, the dude, brought the dude down here uh, to, 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 to watch you break the record. And, you know, I, I, I also brought Tony into town when, when Texas played University of Pittsburgh and his son, you know, Anthony had played for University of Pittsburgh, yeah. so I got to see see Tony in, in, in a matter of a couple of years there because I hadn't seen him in a long time. But um, Ricky's Ricky's record is special. Ricky winning the Heisman is special. I mean, he just say, you know, then you you know you saw him just a couple. It was it wasn't that long ago that we had him out at Covert in BK, and he's a he's a he's a special athlete, but he's a really special person. He is, you know, and and really different. I mean, I knew he was different from the moment that I met him. <laughs> At times, very weird, but just different. But but he cares about everybody and everything. And for him to break that record was special. But I also saw him in the Big 12 championship game. I got to coach him in the Big 12 championship game, which was the ultimate for me because on that on the, on that day when when Ricky uh, when we won the first Big 12 championship, it wasn't the greatest game that he ever played, but it was the greatest game to me that he ever played because he showed that he he not only could carry the football, but he could be an incredible teammate. And he let Priest have, Priest had his day. 
And Ricky wanted to do one thing. They had an All-American named, I think, Eric Winstrom on Nebraska's two-time, you know, uh, national championship team. And we were all worried. Offensively, we were worried that that guy was going to destroy our offensive game plan. That's how good he was. He yeah. was a defensive end. He was incredible. Uh, First-round draft pick. And I said, that guy is going to ruin it. And Ricky said, I'll take him. And I mean, what do you mean you'll take him? He goes, I'll take him all day. I said, you mean like one-on-one? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'll take him one-on-one. You know, we would fan block things out so that we didn't have a running back on a defensive end. He goes, no, 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 I, I got him. And it was the most incredible football game that I witnessed with him and the way he handled that. And I remember on the very first time that he had him one-on-one, the kid tried to jump up to block a James Brown pass, and Ricky caught him between the nuts and the shoulder blade and slam dunked him to the ground. Nice. And I said, okay, you got him. This is your day. You, you're going to handle this all day? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'll take the ball every once in a while. He said, but I don't need to be the main focus. Let Priest be the main focus today because they're going to expect me to be the guy carrying the ball. Ricky had a nice game, but Priest had a great game. But Ricky, to me, had his best football game ever as a football player in that particular game because it was for all the marbles. It was for a championship. He was selfless. He wanted everybody else to get all the, you know, he had known what we had gone through the whole week of James Brown saying what we were going to do to Nebraska and, just saying, well, why can't we beat him by 20? He didn't make any big statements. He just said, we can win by 22. Pretty big statement. It was a pretty big, yeah, it was a pretty big statement to the Nebraska people, the way they took it. If Twitter existed back oh, then. Oh, it would have been over with. Yep. But that's okay. We, we did what we had to do. And Ricky was the main cog at, uh, of, of doing that. I, as I said, he gave himself up, you know, and because he was the guy who basically got us there. But in that championship game, it was just kind of an okay game running the ball. He did okay. But what he had to do as a as a blocker was was phenomenal. I I mean, even for me, I mean, once he did the first time, I said, well, obviously, guys, he got him because I always said, get to know the guy that you're going to be involved with during the course of your first two series of the game. It was a very in the first series. He goes, I got him. Yeah. I said, it looks like you got him. He goes, oh yeah, I can take him. And it was a one on one battle with that guy, and we never had to to worry about him because Ricky took care of him, and and we went on to win that that championship, and that was. To me, he had had great games. I mean, breaking the record was a great game, but that was the greatest game that I had seen him play, you know, and, and be a part of. And I saw him in many a games, Texas, Texas, A&M, you know, the win at Texas A&M when, you know, our, the, the fans at University of Texas stormed the field and the guys pulled out their sabers. And I was holding on to Ricky's jersey as I was sliding across the field holding on <laughs> like, a, like it was a dog sled. I yeah. mean, it was, it was incredible, but that, that was special for me. And no, I've not been to a football game in that stadium as a as a fan since that day. Man, and, and that, what a way to go out! No kidding, you peaked. You yeah, realized I, it wasn't going to get any better than that. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, and I I don't go to games because I just. I mean, I go to games because I. I mean, I go to watch games because I want to watch the game. Yeah, it's tough when people and it's not. It's not you know that I know everything, but people would talk talk as you'd go to a game, oh. and I I just. No, I want to. I really, really would like to watch the game, so I get a better feel. Being at, that's why I always say when people say you don't go to games, I said no. I I I witnessed the the ultimate game for me. I'm trying to think of the worst part of attending games in person because the older I've gotten, the more and more I've just wanted to stay home mm-hmm. and watch. Um, I'm trying to think how many Texas games I went to. I went to the Oklahoma game. I'll, I'll be at the Big Twelve Championship game this weekend. Which right, I'm excited about. And the OU game is different. Like, that's a game I just don't ever like to miss. I saw one half of a game at DKR this year, and I was in a suite 
and I got an invite. That's like, different, isn't it? Last minute. And I was like, all right. I, I didn't go because, oh, the suite is badass. Like, oh, this is an incredible experience. Like, I have to do this. I went because I didn't want to be disrespectful like to the person sure. who invited me. Normally, I just like watching at home. But it's funny you bring that up because, look, there are many reasons why watching at home is better. Um, Your bathroom. You, you see everything. Your bathroom. Your bathroom, right? Yes. You don't have to wait 10, 15, 20 minutes in line to use the bathroom. Uh, you don't have to spend a bunch of money on concessions. You don't have to wait in those lines either. Sometimes it's hot as hell at DKR, obviously, early in the season. You don't have to deal with that stuff. But for me, I think the number one reason why I prefer to watch these games at home or just in more controlled environments is I don't have to deal with dumbasses around me who just say the most ridiculous stuff. Even even our own fans. Like, they just... Oh, yeah. The it's, stuff that they say about the game, it's like, oh, my God, can I put you on mute, please? I can turn Tim Brando off. Yeah. Can I please turn you off? Here? And I get to support the team by talking about the team. You know, I've done that for 20-some years now since yeah. I got out of coaching. But I get to talk about the team. But for me, you know, being a... Not, not, just not a former Longhorn coach, but a fan of Texas football, because I, I always wanted to coach at Texas is one of the places I wanted to be the running back coach, Texas and USC. So I, did, I got to this place and never got a chance to be the uh, running back coach at USC. But And that's fine because I still was at my dream job. It's just hard to have people talk to me when I'm really trying to watch. I want to enjoy a game. No. And when people are saying, so do you think they should have done that? Or, or I'm like, I don't know. I don't coach there. Anymore. I'm not the head coach. Dude. I mean, I, I, I enjoy being a fan, but it's, it's not the same for me sitting in the stands than standing on the side. It's, it's totally different. It's a yeah. totally weird feeling as a spectator in the stands than when you're down on the sidelines. So that's that's the other part. For me. More than anything, it's that. It's that that feel I have. I don't have a feel for the game as a spectator when I just sit there and watch the game. Yeah. I'm a better spectator at my house. Sure. But when I'm if I'm if I'm in a stadium at a game, I'm like, dude, I was I was right over there, right there. I was running out there. I got a 15 yard penalty over that area. I mean all those just, memories. Yeah, those memories come back and it's not the same for me. So yeah. I mean I like to enjoy the game, but I, I like to have the great memories and I have tons of memories of being on the Texas sideline when there was a track around the football field. Yep. When I saw my head coach get hit and knocked back to the track. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was right there. So it's, it's different. But uh, when Ricky broke that game, that was the last time that I was in that stadium it's funny. as a fan. Yeah. I mean, that's two things I learned there. Number one, your boys with Tony Dorsett. And you actually picked him up from the airport to take him to DKR for that day. And then, yeah, the fact that you have not been to a game there. Since you then. didn't know that, did you? You didn't I mean, know I haven't been to a game. Huh? I mean, I've known you for what eight years yeah. or something like that now, and I, I, 10 years, I, yeah. I know in that span you haven't been to a game, but I didn't realize it spanned all the way back to the nineties. Yeah, it's a millennium ago. Yeah, I just, I just, it's not, it's not the same for me, and it's, I was there at the greatest moment. You know, yeah. I got to witness like one of my kids do it, do something that was spectacular. Plus, I got to see one of my childhood guys who was there, who he broke his record. Yeah that I played, you know, some high school football with in the Big 33 All-Star game. And, um, you know, and then to, to see the whole rotation of, you know, being able to see Tony, you know, when he was in Pittsburgh to watch his son that he had had. His son was born when he was in high school. When Tony Dorsett was a high school player, he had that kid. Right. And I remember that the Big 33 talking about that kid. And then to watch that kid play at the University of Pittsburgh to pick his dad up so that he could come and see him, him and then come and, you know, have Ricky break his record like he's one of my kids breaking his record. It just, it's just, it's been great. I mean, I'm, I'm I've been fortunate because I've been around guys like Ricky Williams, uh, Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell, mm -hmm. 
Doug Flutie. You're I mean, old, dude. I'm, I mean, I've been a Heisman Trophy. I've been all around the Heisman yeah. Trophy candidates. And, and I, I think the greatest time was to see Ricky inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in New York was special because I, I got to spend two days with Mac Brown and Sally Brown and just asking them, you know, talking to him about his days at Texas and, you know, and, you know, Mac was, Mac had left very bitter. And I said, dude, this place has done a lot for you. Mm-hmm. I said, you've done a lot for them, but they've also done a lot for you and your family. And, and you got to get over that. And he was at that point where he was starting, when Ricky was inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame, that was the time Mac was starting to get over that whole not being the coach at Texas thing. And, and that Texas had done some wonderful things for him. He and I talked about that for two days and, and Sally and kind of just talked about, you know, the great things that happened at Texas for him. And, you know, there just comes a certain time when you got to go. Right. You know, it's, you got to go, you know, 15 years, time for you to go and move on. Then things just start to wear out a little bit. And so I think his bitterness had started to just kind of dissipate at that, at that, around that time that Ricky got inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame. But what a couple of days that was in New York. Yeah, that would have been 2015, I believe, yep. when that happened. And it's funny you brought up that conference championship game a couple of moments ago. You know, we talked about the 25-year anniversary of Ricky Williams breaking Tony Dorsett's record. We passed that a couple of days ago. Yeah, and uh, after they win this deal, I'm liable to go back and go ahead and get my ring. I'm going to get my ring that I lost. Today is not the uh, anniversary of the conference championship game, but it is the 27-year anniversary of you guys beating A&M 51-15 to to win the Big 12 South and clinch a spot in that first ever Big 12 championship. You know, that I think that did go along with the fact that we played Penn State and then to get to play, you know, my team from pennsylvania yeah and it was the fiesta bowl and penn state beat the crap out of that was the ricky uh concussion yeah that was the first series of the game you just kept throwing him out there i, I didn't throw him out there i just said hey your memory will come back <laughs> get out there <laughs> it'll come Run back before that concussion come on you need man water what are you sissy i'm like come on ricky ricky God. says dude i don't remember the i don't remember. i said it'll come back to you Left shoe, right shoe. You want to put a piece of tape on there or put left and right on there? He's got to hold up the L. Oh, and, you know, like he was, teach the kids. He was good to go. Oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, shout out to our man CB for always tagging us. Thank you, those, CB. Uh, memories for Texas football. And, yeah, you were obviously in the stadium when Texas got that win over AM 27 years ago to clinch a spot in the first ever. Scariest time I was game. ever on a football field. And now, I was really scared. That day? Oh, I was scared. Why, dude. why is that? That, no, that wasn't the game. That wasn't the game to, to drag you down the, when we beat them at a and No, that was a game in Austin. That was a game in Austin. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was wonderful. Yeah, I wish there was video of you getting dragged around by Ricky oh, Williams after the awful. game. That, was, that, that may have been the year before. I mean, I, I think that was the, the, the tie between, like, six teams, the last Southwest Conference Championship, mm. beating. And the Aggies had already been, I think, on probation oh, I'm sure for they, something. They probably claimed the title in that spot, didn't they? Because that's what they do right there. Uh, yeah, fitting that uh, that was the first Big 12 championship game. And obviously, Texas playing in its last Big 12 championship game uh, coming up on Saturday against Oklahoma State. Do any of y'all want to come on, by the way? Is that why you're here? Come on. You ready to roll? Yes, indeed. Come on. We got a headset for you, a microphone for you. Brad Kellner, nice to meet you. Lily, Hi, great Lily. To meet how are you? you? Very nice to meet you. Let me, let me tell them quick. BK, yes. about one of our, our, our travel sponsor. And, of course, that would be our good friends at Goodstock. Yes. Oh, the butcher shop. I love the butcher shop in Round Rock off of 79. And Goodstock is absolutely the best. they got the great selection of high-quality Texas meats, of course. And uh, you might not know this, but they ship their – Nolan Ryan ships all that great Texas beef all over the country, not just in the state of Texas, but all over the country. 
And to celebrate the Big 12 championship right now, Good Stock is offering 12% off online orders with promo code BIG12. That's it. That's the number 12. Number 12. Okay. Because nobody knows how to spell the word 12. <laughs> That's right. Don't even ask. Don't even ask how to do that. So, no. yes, and you can get that. Go to goodstocktx.com, promo code BIG12. And besides, uh, they're right beside, by the way, if you go there on 79, they're right beside Tony C's Pizza and Beer Garden. They're right beside that group over there. Love Tony C's, but uh, you can go face to face with the butcher there. Which you need to go there because I think you're going by there today and probably get one of those tomahawk steaks. Probably getting 10 of those tomahawk Okay, well, steaks. You don't just throw it on the grill. There's a preparation that you have to do. Ask the butcher himself about that. <laughs> don't just slam it down like I do. I know how to and grill. Wreck. You do? do? Yes. You are Okay, Better you are the you. grill master. Yeah. All right, well, they've got everything that you want. I mean, they got tomahawks, of course. They even have chicken there. You know, I love, I love some good chicken, so yep. I get chicken there. But they've got everything that you want right there. And you can order it once again. Go to goodstocktx.com. Enter uh, promo code BIG12 and get 12% off your entire order all the way till Saturday, all the way till the game ends. So there you go. please do that. And thanks to those folks for being a travel partner of ours. Oh, the sun is coming out right now. Beautiful. Absolutely. All right, Lily, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Are I you a, also a membership director? I am. I'm okay. also a former Red Raider, so don't hold it against me. But Oh. oh. <laughs> Were you watching the game on Friday? We're I know. Well, you know. It's tough out there for us, but uh, don't hold it against me. Here, you guys, right? y'all were close for like 10 minutes. Yeah, sometimes that's how it goes for us. Yeah. I was there during the Pat Mahomes days. There you go. Wow. Still didn't make a whole lot of traction back then, but true. it was great. He was still so living off of that, dude. He was good, Of huh? course. Yeah. Do you have a Mahomes Chiefs jersey now? I feel like everybody who went to Texas Tech has a Mahomes jersey. Yes, and then uh -huh. you also have like the Cliff Kingsbury jersey. It's just the two. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's like your tail. Oh, no, that, that guy's special. <laughs> Bucky, Bucky is a, a straight man, I believe. <laughs> yes, yes. But... Most occasions, yes. You know, you know the whole hall pass thing, Lily? Oh, sure. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury would be his uh, hall pass with his wife. I mean... He's a good-looking guy. He Everyone is, isn't he? had their like, you know, little buttons that had his face on it. He was like, you know, the big deal back then. So. Hey, he's certainly he's a big deal right now. Even I mean, yeah. the best-smelling man in the in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh! So really, we talked to uh, we talked to Slade, and we will not hold the Texas Tech stuff against you. I might because you had to be educated somewhere. Yeah, it's just so happening that you had to go out way out there. The Wild West. Well, I'm from Austin, so okay. Um, there you go. From the hills, so painfully local is how I say it best. Got you, painfully <laughs> local. Did you go to Lake Travis? Oh yes, during okay. the Baker go. Mayfield days. Wow, so, you know, lots of uh, talented red people. black. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to like him because I live in Austin, but because I went to Texas and he went to OU, like I, right. I don't think just I can't do like it. him. No, you know, he had a little stint at Texas Tech too. He did. So, he did. He, he wasn't good enough for y'all. Well, you know. Or y'all weren't good enough for him? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit. Slade told us, I mean, this this place is beautiful. The work that y'all have done around here over the last couple of years, like this this facility is just second to none. And it's it's got to be cool, even though you're from here. And it's, you see a lot of people, I'm sure, that you've known forever, uh, just getting to come out here and be a part of all that happens at the Hills. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now we're looking over number seven, the signature hole, beautiful waterfall hole, part three over the waterfall. Um, it's a beautiful place out here. Golf, um, premium amenities really all around the, the five campuses that we have here. So, um, but we're super lucky and blessed since the past couple of years of transformation that we've been able to um, have here is unlike any other, I think, in the market. Yeah, sure. the, the, the weather alone over the last two years that it, that it caused a lot of destruction to these beautiful oak trees. 
there'd be golf courses still trying to find their way back. And, 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 and the job that they've done out here is spectacular. It's, you know, you just try to get your golf course to be just back to normal after what had happened out here. It's even better now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the clearing of all the, 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 the bushes underneath trees and stuff, they've, did, they've done such a great job with the trees and they saved a lot of trees. Yeah. I mean, we had about 6,000 trees affected uh, last February wow. with the freeze and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we actually closed for 30 days. I don't think any other, you know, club really took the time to be that due diligent mm -hmm. uh, necessarily in the out here. And so we just, it was kind of a give and take. But I think ultimately for the long run, it's definitely. You know, as fun. Slate told us, uh, tell us about the, the, I mean, the wonderful amenities they have out here. I mean, the dining is incredible the facilities, but the things they do with families here. I mean, 25 events, maybe around 25 events a month out here, and everybody takes part. Everybody that belongs to the club, young members, older members, everybody seems to be kind of hand-in-hand hand when there's an event out here. They all seem to show up to the different events uh, monthly, and, and whether it's pickleball or just a wonderful dinner or you have guest speakers in, everybody comes. Yeah, I mean, very inclusive club. I would say extremely family-forward. Um, I think that's really reflected in all of the mm -hmm. things that we have going on. This weekend, we have our first pickleball member guest, which is so fun. No way. You Pickle know, member guest now? That is a thing, guest. huh? Wow. You know, you talk about tennis member guests, golf member guests, pickleball. The pickle bug is real, and oh, yeah. I'm in on it. I think that's the most popular sport in the world right now. I mean, Pickle have you played? Pickleball everywhere, yeah, a couple of times. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Play it once, never stop. You're so. hooked. So is that, is that your game? Are you a golfer uh, too? Tennis? What's the, what's your I, move? I, I do a lot of cute in the cart. Okay. And ah, I'm cute not, in the cart. I, I need to try it. that because I can't play worth a <laughs> damn. Right. So I, I was going to say, that, yeah. like my actual golf game, not there. Yeah. Outfit game, though. Mm. Very nice. Very yeah. well done. Yes. Yeah, great attire um, that we got here. So old cute in the, the cart would be me. Yeah. Cute in the cart there. I um, actually grew up playing tennis out of um, our sports complex here growing up, like I said, painfully local. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our head pro there was my pro back then. It's very full circle for um, me being back here. So Yeah, talking to John, I mean, I go way back to being around this here when Glenn Lee was director of golf here. And that's, yeah. that's way back now. <laughs> that, that goes back pretty far. But nothing's changed. The people are, people are still wonderful here. Yeah. They, they just are. It's just such a, you know, I've got a couple of buddies I'll be playing with today and they've been members a long, long time here. And uh, their kids, they they are whether they're card boys, card girls, they do they do everything. They they become a part. It's like a big family out here. Yeah. Which is fantastic. When we um, really kind of pushed forward on rebranding and who we wanted to be in mm -hmm. our next phase, we kind of came out with this thing. Um community hour so we did it every day it was kind of our take on happy hour but it was community with a capital u u n i t y um unity uh, in the community. i get it yeah thank you for so, I, I needed some help on that one yeah there. so i mean ultimately especially in the austin market sometimes it can get so siloed and so really mm -hmm. we just wanted to make sure that this would be the haven that everyone came to kind of group at and so i think that that's really been the focus for us in the past three four five years i love so. that now, how long have you been working here I am just over four and a half. Okay. So I know. I, I love it here though. Good. Um, yeah. So anyway. Okay. And the social events too. You brought up one of them, but Slade was saying there's like 25 a month. Like yeah. what, what type of stuff do y'all have? Because we've got a lot of folks with kids and families who sure. listen and tune in every day. Like obviously golfers, they know what's out here. Tennis players, <laughs> pickleballers, they know what's out here. But sure. those family type of events yeah. and that atmosphere that you guys try to create, what, uh, what do those involve? 
Well, during community hour, Friday nights, we've got um, more so geared towards family. So we'll have petting zoos out here, bounce houses, face painters, all kinds of stuff, different things every week. Is there an do. age limit for any of that stuff? <laughs> bouncy no, bounce? I, I want to go to the bouncy house. get in the bounce house this weekend, you know? Hey, all ages encouraged. There I say go. that about the slide, too, at the pool. Like, yeah. why are adults? I want everyone on there. Good. I think there's no, like, height cap, you know? No. Okay, good. Thank yeah, God. we take them all. So, um, you know, we have great kind of things on Friday nights. We do all kinds of different uh, movie nights and character breakfast, you know, um, Superman just came and visited the club, which was very fun, and Spider-Man, and Elsa from Frozen, and... And I'm so, hearing a lot of things about your barbecue over at your other facility. Smoked at the Oak, yeah. Wow. I'm hearing about the food is unbelievable over there. The barbecue is, they do such a great job. Yeah. People are coming from everywhere just to have some barbecue, PK. That's awesome. We smoke all of our own meats in-house daily. We make all of our own barbecue sauces and really just kind of cultivated all the different restaurant concepts. So no matter what you're in the mood for, yeah. hopefully something at the hills is um, what you're what you're looking now, for. Now, when you say we, does that mean that's what you're doing when you're not talking to us? You're just working the smoker and making uh, you know, the barbecue for everybody? Not sure it's necessarily my wheelhouse, okay. but I'll, I'll figure it out. I can, yeah. yeah, you know, why not? I love that. A helping hand. I love that. Thehillscc.com. That's the website, correct? Uh-huh. People can go there. Uh, they can sign up to take a tour out here and obviously learn more about uh, what membership includes and how to become a member, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Come see Slade and I. We'd love to have you out. Very good. Well, thank you so much thank for joining absolutely. us. Thank you for joining us this morning. Really appreciate absolutely. it. And, uh, Thanks for stopping by. Sorry about Texas Tech. Not it's really, right. but you know. You know, there's always next year. Well, I guess not. No, we'll be gone. We'll be gone. Yeah, I was going to say, never bye. mind. We're but leaving, y'all. <laughs> everything, like, everything goes through Lubbock, though. I feel like tech fans say that every year. There's always next year. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I, I no more. I know. I have a bunch of friends who went there, and they're all like, when football goes bad, they're like, oh, we're a basketball school. That's and right. then basketball goes bad. Oh, we're, we're baseball. baseball we school. love baseball. <laughs> oh, and baseball goes bad. Oh, we're a meat judging school. And it's like, well, I guess, yeah, you guys are good at meat judging. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's about it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you, Lily. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to Lily and shout out to the entire team here at the Hills Country Club. Once again, the hillscc.com. That's the website. This place is beautiful. Obviously, we've got the camera rolling so you can see uh, some of the holes on this golf course behind us. Four golf courses out here, 72 holes of championship level golf. Uh, you can't beat this. Of course, the tennis, the pickleball, they've got indoor courts, outdoor courts, the dining, the drinks. The community events, it's really everything you could ever need, Buck. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if and if you're looking for a club to join, this would be the spot right here. It really is. And as I said, for the over 20-some years now, going on 25 years, I, I mean, I just love the people out here. It's just it's a wonderful place to be around. And, and you know, Lily and Slade, and you talk to John. I mean, that's just the people. I mean, that's and that's the people that not only the members here, but the people that are part of your staff, are, they're just like that too. Yeah. Some of the text and YouTube comments we get every time we have a female on this show, I gotta avoid saying these. Of course, or asking these questions to her. Oh, they want to know everything too. Of course, they always want to know everything. Plus, she's on. Was she on the set? Could she live? Could you see her? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they want to know everything. This one's okay. Ask, ask her how it was the first time the cow manure hit her nose when she got to Lubbock. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> that one, I think I could have asked. Wow. I don't, I don't know if she would have. She's an Austin that, girl. Though. Yep, grew up here, so she's okay and came back here as well. And speaking of okay, how about our good friend, Dr. Greg Ecker? That dude is okay. More than okay. More than okay, for sure. Telephone number 512-345-3166. He does everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. I had my teeth restored at Dr. Ecker's. 
in two visits. That's all it took me was two visits. Now find out if you can just in one visit have dental implants uh, put in. And as a matter of fact, if you've got problems with your teeth and you want to leave with a smile in just one day, Dr. Eckert can get that done. He's doing a lot of dental implants right now. 512-345-3166. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants. General dentistry, teeth widening, uh, teeth cleaning. He'll get that done too. Extractions, Dr. Eckert does that. Over 1,400 cases of restoring teeth. And folks, he's been doing this for 28 years. And if you have a problem, if you're afraid of the dentist, which if you're afraid, you should go buy a big dog and don't leave the porch. But if you're afraid to go to the dentist, how about IV sedation? That may be the way that you want to go. And you can get that done and he'll get that done, whether it's teeth cleaning. If you, if you need to have your teeth clean, and that's very important to have your teeth clean, it's good for your dental health and your regular health. He'll give you IV sedation just for that. Now, he doesn't want to. I mean, I know you got to be you got to be a tough guy, a tough gal to go in there. If you're if you have dental anxiety, it's not about toughness because I was horrified. I had a temporary filling in my mouth for 14 years. That's how horrified I was. Yeah. And I went to see Dr. Eckert. Took him about two minutes to talk me into there and getting that piece of it was cement at the time that they used to put in your teeth. That's how long I had this thing in. God. And from that point on, after meeting him and meeting his staff and going back. I've never been afraid again. I've never been worried about the dentist. You had cement in your mouth for 14 years? Back in the day, when they put a filling in, they filled it up like they were doing road work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they have one of those drill oh, yeah, things. Well, that's what it used to sound the like. Jackhammers? Back. You've been in a dentist's office where you've heard those sounds. Not the jackhammer. Yeah, dude, it was like they had put, they had put, they used cement filling in my tooth. Mm. And so I was so horrified. I let that thing stay there for 14 years. And I, I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure they don't do that. I, I said to Dr. Eckert, he said, he goes, I'm pretty sure we don't do that any longer, sir. But we do need you to come back every once in a while, too. We got to make a living. Yeah. And if you're putting cement in your mouth, you know, God. and you're not coming back for 14 years, come on, guy. That is incredible. Shout out to Dr. Eckert. Absolutely. Love and, the guy. And shout out to our friends at greatblueheronfurniture.com. If you've been thinking about upgrading your home with some new furniture, I've got some great news. The Black Friday sale continues at Great Blue Hair and Furniture. They are hooking you up with never-before-seen discounts on their ridiculously gorgeous furniture that is built to last. Save up to 20% on your purchase from now until December 3rd. So you've got a few more days to cash in on these tremendous savings at greatblueheronfurniture.com. I've been telling you all about the greatness of this furniture for a long time. The most stylish, the most comfortable, the most well-built furniture anywhere in the world and it's right there at greatblueheronfurniture.com. A Longhorn-owned company. Shout out to my guy, Matt. Uh, most of the manufacturing is done right here in the state of Texas. The lead manufacturer is actually a great friend of mine. Uh, his sons are two really, really good friends as well. I'm actually in one of their weddings coming up here in a few months. Love this company. Love the family. Love everything that Great Blue Heron Furniture stands for. And not only will you get those discounts if you buy right now, but I will also hook you up with a last stand hat. Very nice. With any purchase from we'll Great Blue Heron. bring some last stand hat, hats up to Arlington with us? Yeah. If, uh, yes. My guy Mike Murphy ever answers his Come phone. on, Mike. Let's go. Come on, Murph. By the way, thank you to, to Travis Tindall over at Hayes City yes. Store, too. Thank you as, as one of our travel partners. If you want to become a travel partner just hit us on the code of text line and say listen i want to become a travel partner too it's it's not it's not going to cost you the world get about three to five hundred bucks get us up to to the places we're going because we're going to a lot of places we're going to be at all the big events whether texas goes to the to the playoffs or not we'll be in houston we're right down the road and you deserve to have us down in houston for that we want to be a part of that become a travel partner with us we'll talk about you all week and on the day of the event we'll talk about you and even into that monday 
and Tamara and, uh, of course, Travis over at Hayes City Store. They've been a part of our travel process before, and we do appreciate them. And boy, did they have it made. I had uh, the barbecue cheddar burger. Couldn't help yourself, could you? No, of course not. I went out there to say hi to Travis yesterday and had one of those burgers. And maybe the best in Central Texas, man. Oh, man. Those burgers, the enchiladas, the chicken fried steak, the outdoor patio that they have, too, is second to none. So in the summertime, it's a little toasty, but... As it cools down, that is the place to it's be. It's time of the year to get out there watching football, too, isn't it? Yep, and they've got an indoor area as well. Uh, but, yeah, the food there, the service, everything about that place is second to none. We love our good friends out at the Hayes City store down there in Driftwood. And where will we be seeing the, fe- the folks at come this weekend? Boomer Jacks. Boomer Jacks. On Friday. Okay. We'll uh, tweet out and post the address and talk more about that tomorrow. And then Saturday morning at Texas Live. Yeah, if you happen to be staying at the Sheridan right there, come see us. We'll be doing our morning show Friday morning yep. right from the Sheridan. Yep. Uh, right now, that's a good distance. That's a good walk there. I've made that walk. When it's 30 degrees. I'm that getting is, one of those scooters. Oh, yeah. We, I, I, don't know, I don't think they have scooters hanging around like they do in Austin. No. Where you can just lay them on the ground anyway and I can trip over them. I hate those damn scooters, man. I see, the, I see them in places like, there's no way. Why are these scooters in the woods? Where are you people going with these scooters? Mm. I mean, really, and it's not summertime down at Barton Springs where you'd want to scooter on down there. This is, this is like <laughs> deep in the woods where some of my golf bars, golf balls are located. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What does a scooter do? How do people pick them up? They have pickup service, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they have people who get paid to pick up the scooters and charge them, right? Because someone's got to charge them to make sure they work. So there are guys who get paid to go around and pick up the scooters. You see, and Lady Bird trucks. Lake, and where there's yeah, sometimes they've been thrown trucks. in there. Yep, pick up. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of them at the bottom of that lake. <laughs> Dead bodies and lime scooters <laughs> hanging out at the bottom of Town Lake. Uh, yeah, you'll see those pickup trucks with the beds full of those scooters. Those are uh, people who get paid to charge those bad boys. Wow. But uh, yeah, now we'll be up in Arlington this weekend. Really, really excited about that, and we'll uh, we'll give y'all more details once again as the week goes on. Hell, it's already Wednesday. We're making the drive tomorrow yes. up to the Metroplex, so really, really looking forward to that. Glad that we're making a second trip up there this football season. Uh, speaking of this game, but Texas and Oklahoma State, let's uh, hear a little bit more from Steve Sarkeesian. Of course, he had his press conference on Monday. It's been an interesting year for Oklahoma State, hadn't it? It really has. I mean, like it, a tale of two seasons. It, it, it's it's almost one. been a tale of three seasons for them, honestly. Like, they got off to a horrible start. Now, they were 2-0, and but they played South Alabama in their third and final non-conference game of the year, and they got boat raced at home. They lost 33-7. to That game was non-competitive. Uh, Team USA, the University of South Alabama, went into T-Boone Pickens Stadium and just beat the brakes off of the Pokes. And when that happened, it's like, oh, God, like, what is wrong with Oklahoma State? Right. And there was already some talk about Mike Gundy's future before this season even began. He hasn't been recruiting that well. It's felt like he's kind of been Dabo Sweeney-esque when it comes to his treatment of the portal. He hasn't sure. been attacking the portal as hard as a lot of some of the other coaches have. And Oklahoma He's an old-timer. State, yeah, look, he's been around for a long time. And you talked about Mac Brown kind of overstaying his welcome. It just felt like there was a natural end to the Mac Brown era here in sure. Austin. There's some Oklahoma State fans who are thinking, yeah, you know, Mike Gundy's, that way, yeah. he's the best coach we've ever had. He's done some great things. That's awesome. We love him. We'll always love him. But it feels like it might be time to move on to somebody else. And, yeah, after the South Alabama game, a lot of people were like, hey, what is Mike Gundy's future hold up there in Stillwater? Right. And they lost the conference opener at Iowa State, which not a horrible loss. But then it's like, 
Okay, yeah, Oklahoma State, they're going to be fighting to make a bowl game this year. And then they just turned it on, man. They had that Friday night win over K-State the day before oh, yes. Texas OU. And a lot of people were like, God, K-State must not be that good. How do you lose to Oklahoma State considering they just lost to South Alabama by 26? And then just from that moment on, this was like the second of three seasons that Oklahoma State had. Uh, they started winning a bunch of games. They went yes. five in a row. They beat, obviously, K-State at home. Uh, they beat Kansas they beat Oklahoma in the last ever Bedlam game. And Oklahoma State all of a sudden played itself not only into bowl contention, but right into the mix for the conference championship. And they were coming off that high over Oklahoma. Then they went to UCF. They were only two-and-a-half-point favorites. And a lot of people were like, how the hell is Oklahoma State only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against this garbage UCF team that hadn't even won a Big 12 game before that one? And then Oklahoma State just gets punched in the mouth. They lose 45-3. to and then since then, they've needed to win these last two games to make it to Arlington, but they were down early against Houston. They had to come back to win that game. And they were down 24 to 6 to BYU at halftime this past weekend. They obviously had to win that too to get to still uh, to get to Arlington. So it's almost been three seasons for Oklahoma State, but here they are, nine and three, ranked in the top 20, and they've got a chance to win a conference championship. You know what? They changed their offense. They had to change their offense because they they had nothing going in the past game. So they just said, you know what, we've got the best runner in college football, which, yeah, I, I, I believe that Ollie Gordon is the best running back in, in college football right now. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's three guys I like, of, of course, Jonathan Brooks, Ollie Gordon, and the kid, I think Davis that plays at Kentucky, the running back from Kentucky. Those are the three guys that I really, really love watching play that position. Mm -hmm. And But Ollie is big, strong, physical. You can work him. You're talking about working a mule, a pack mule. That dude has been a pack mule. They figured out one thing. We don't go anywhere without this guy. And we don't go anywhere without him, without giving him 20, 30 carries. If we need to give him 40 carries, we will. Yeah. Uh, he plays hurt. Uh, I mean, he got to the point where BK, he was, it, it got to the point where the last three or four games, that dude was playing hurt all those games and still produced for him. I mean, he, you know, goal line offense, they didn't have to get into any wildcat or bobcat or, Joe Bobcat or anything. They just turned around and handed it off to him and let him find a way to get a yard or two. I mean, he's that kind of that kind of worker. He's a big, strong, physical speed guy. I mean, it's not just a physical guy. He's a physical speed guy yeah. with great speed for a big, tall guy. But uh, He leads the country in rushing still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had a horrible game against UCF, 12 carries for 25 yards. I mean, nobody on Oklahoma State showed up for that game. But the last two weeks, eight combined touchdowns for Ollie Gordon. He's figured it back out. Yeah, they're going to give him the ball this week. He will get the ball. He's there. He's the, he's the focal point of what they do offensively. You know, they had the Presley kid at wide receiver who seems like he's been there through COVID and six more years after that. I yeah. mean, he's got a chance to play there. I mean, he I think he had a brother or a cousin who was there too. Maybe it was, but they seem to have been around there for an awful long time. No, it was just him. Just him. He's just been there for eight years. Yeah, he started. Nice. He started as a freshman when I was a freshman at UT back in twenty twelve. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been around for a long Love time. Love these new rules, but yeah, I mean they, they can they can throw the ball, but they're not going anywhere throwing the football. They want to run, and that's that's what Texas does best. They stuff the run, mm -hmm. but it still won't be easy with Ollie Gordon. It really won't because he will puncture your defense, and he only needs a little bit of space. He's a velocity guy. He's you know, C.J. Baxter is a velocity runner with speed through there, and if you stick an arm out, they're not going down with arm tackles. You better wrap them up, and then if you do wrap them up and you're a form tackler, you're going to pay for, for, for the tackles. So you get about 30, 30, 35 carries of that. He starts, he can wear you down now. He gets worn down. He's worn down now, I believe, yeah. at this part of the season. Every running back's worn down, especially a guy with that kind of numbers. 
and those kind of carries. I think he'll come into the game understanding his championship play. He'll play as hard as he can. But they're going to try to, to, to pump him inside, outside, get him, get him on the perimeter. If Texas does not secure the perimeter, he will get outside. Don't, don't mistake him for just being a tackle-to-tackle guy. Yeah. He's got enough speed to bounce outside and just get going. And he's hard to bring down. He is, man. I'll tell you what, he didn't look worn down against BYU last week. I mean, he had five touchdowns in that game. I think 35 carries in that one as well. And you're right. I mean, he leads the country in rushing yards. He's second to Blake Corum in rushing touchdowns this season. He's got 20 of them. And then in terms of just carries, Ollie Gordon is fifth in the nation this year. So he has been the workhorse for Oklahoma State. And the biggest reason why they've turned it around, because he didn't start the year as the starting running back. In Stillwater. Another one of those deals. Another huh? one of those deals. Yeah, it's not just uh, Steve Sarkeesian in Texas that maybe made the wrong move when it came to RB1 going into the year. But obviously the Pokes figured out pretty quickly that uh, Ollie Gordon the third was something special. And he has been huge for them. And they have just rode that dude to the conference championship game. So let's, let's hear from Sark here. We've got a couple of cuts to play. This one first... Just about Oklahoma State's season and how they've been able to turn it around after that South Alabama game early in the year. It is unique, and but then you turn around and you think they beat, I know I can rattle off three really good teams in Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma. Bang, 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 right in a row. Um, and, and we played all three of those teams and, and didn't win all three of those games. And so I know the quality of opponents that they are. Uh, and so, again, I, I don't know the, the exact answer why. Um, but I know what they're capable of, and they're they're capable of being a very dangerous team and one that can play at a very high level um, and and match the opponent and the quality of the opponent. And so those uh, those wins were very impressive to me. I, I think the one area that that jumps out to me is their linebacking core. I, I think is is probably the best one we faced all year. They've got three very very good linebackers who impact the game. Uh, they rush the quarterback extremely well. Uh, they tackle really well. They force turnovers really well. They fly around the field. Th- those three guys, um, you know, Oliver, Benson, Martin, they, they, they're big-time players. And everything they do defensively kind of is structured around those three guys impacting the game. So very impressed by them. And they do. And they have to impact the game because their secondary is just kind of, uh. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if they don't get pressure with with the linebackers, and they don't they don't force you into being one dimensional, they will have problems because that secondary will not hold up to the wide receivers from Texas. So they've got to get pressure on Quinn Ewers, and they've got to get pressure with those linebackers. They have to be able to get one on ones with your with your running your young running backs. You got two young running backs that are in there that have done pretty well picking up blitzes, but they're still coming. They're that's the group that that you have to stone in the pile. You got to get them before they get a running start at you because they know how to blitz. Yeah. They un- they understand if if you're one of those guys who is a, is a running back that likes to wait back in the backfield, they will go over the top of you. They'll try to shake you a little bit. They'll knock you back into the quarterback which, you know, Quinn yours he's he's not escaped the way I I thought he would come back, but remember he's got that shoulder so he's not He's not. He's, it's not pleasurable for him to take off and start running. We haven't seen much of that over the last couple of games. We haven't needed to see that. Right. But he's moved around in the pocket. But he'll have to really move around if these guys are sitting back waiting, waiting for the blitzers and picking them up that way. As I said, I like when you meet the blitzers. When you see them coming and heading towards the line of scrimmage on the dead fly, that's when you go get them. Get them in the pile of crap when it's up in there and it's they have a hard time moving around. They just can't just run you over. Now they can run you over if you're sitting back there at the four yard mark. And get a head start on you, 
No, meet them in the line of scrimmage and get the ball down the field because I think Texas will hurt them in the passing game. Get them in the pile of crap. Yes. Always good advice. Always throw them across. Hey, well, what about my offensive lineman's legs? I don't care. Run them across their legs. Run Come them across. Yeah. And the Texas O-line has played great over the last Yeah, they'll trip years. and fall over, their, over those guys' legs. They're used to having guys on their legs and stuff. But yeah. your quarterback's not used to having guys dive over the top and hit them in the legs. You don't need that from your quarterback. You don't need you need to have a nice, clean pocket. So Yeah, we saw what Texas did to Texas Tech's defense last week. Yes. I've iterated and I'll continue to reiterate throughout the course of this week that statistically speaking, uh, Oklahoma State has a worse defense than Texas Tech. Uh, there are 14 teams in the Big 12. Oklahoma State is 10th in rushing defense, and they are 12th in pass defense in conference games this season. So uh, you think about what Texas was able to do last week, and it feels like this offense is in a good rhythm, even without yes. Jonathan Brooks. They've obviously had 100-yard games from different runners in these last two weeks. They had combinations that have been fantastic. Yeah, it feels like Texas has figured some things out. The O-line's playing well. Even though Quinn is a little banged up, you know he's in rhythm. The receivers are what they are, and the running backs are, uh, are doing their thing. I've, and so. I've got to feel he's he's excited. I mean, it's a championship game. I mean, he's got them to the championship. He's, he's played so much better than he played last year. Uh, this is an opportunity. This is a huge opportunity for him. This yeah. this this game will determine whether I believe that kid comes decides to come back to play football another year at Texas, or he takes off to the NFL and and you know continues with his professional football career. This is a huge game for him. So mentally, he wants to be as good as he can be, and he needs to understand if he can take advantage of this secondary, he can put up big numbers tonight. I mean tomorrow uh, on on Saturday yeah. morning, he can put up huge numbers against this defense. Of course, and look, the last time. Quinn Ewers win against Oklahoma State. Things did not go well. No. One of Ewers' worst games as a Texas long. He remembers that. I brought the stat up yesterday. He had 14 overthrows in that loss in Stillwater in 2022. That was more than any other FBS college quarterback in the last three seasons. Uh, also had three picks in that game, including two in the fourth quarter when uh, Texas was trying to come back against the Pokes. So a little revenge, redemption, if you will for Quinn, also for this entire Texas team, right? Yes. But especially for Quinn Ewers, because that was uh, one of the lowest points of his college career. He already got some revenge against TCU, right? He was horrible in the TCU game in Austin last year. Well, Texas went up to Fort Worth and beat the Horned Frogs. Uh, now he's got a shot at redemption against Oklahoma State. And you're right, this this defense is susceptible to giving up big plays through the air. Texas obviously has the receivers who are capable of getting open down the field. Hopefully this is a, a big-time performance by Quinn Ewers on Saturday, yeah, and, and hopefully a big time, it's not the last game he right. plays. Right, and a, a big-time performance by the head coach. I thought he yeah. did a real fantastic job of play-calling last week over these last couple of games. Well, really, ever since they've had to have the backup quarterback in, Sark's done a fantastic job of mixing it up the run in the past. I mean, he hadn't, he hadn't gone one way and left out the other part of it. He's been pretty balanced running the ball, and, and if you don't stop the run, he's going to continue to run it at you. And then he's picked his spots for throwing the ball. So I, I think he's done some pretty good play-calling. I mean, that's to be expected with a talented football team like that because he's always talking about the depth of this football team. Yep. Or he's got, I mean, he's got that depth right now. He can do all the things that he wants to do without having, you know, a great runner because that, he, he's missing a great runner, but he still can do the things that he wants to do. I mean, he definitely can do the things he wants to do in the pass game. Yeah. That thing is just wide open to him because for Quinn Ewers now going to his third ball game coming back, that shoulder is just about ready. You, know, you would think that he got go. an extra day off, sure. obviously, because Texas played last Friday, so I'm sure that helps a little bit. Uh, Quinn Ewers has been holding on to the ball a little bit longer than I would yes. like. like that, that has nothing to do with the injury, but no. with, the, with the injury thrown on top He doesn't of want to too. throw an interception. He, yeah. He's holding on because he wants to be the perfect Quinn Ewers. He wants to be the guy, oh, I don't want to hear people tell me I threw that ball in the coverage or yeah. 
I tried to force a ball in there. He did, he's worried about inter, interceptions, and he is holding on to the ball. But there is the sideline. There is the <laughs> row 37 up there. You can throw it away, Quinn. You, yeah, you don't, have to, you don't have to take the sack. You can yep. get another down out of it. But, yeah, he's slow in getting rid of the ball or, or slow in or, – or his timing is, wait, I can hold it just a little bit longer. Yep. No, your offensive line has played well. But there's only so much they can do. Maybe that has to do with the shoulder, right? Maybe Quinn doesn't have as much trust in his arm to make certain tight window throws that he had earlier in the season. So he doesn't want to force anything, like you said. So he's holding on to the football a little bit longer. But and, and it's causing, fine. and what it is, it's causing the earlier in the season when the running backs were getting out and he could dump it off to them. Yeah. They've got to stay in protection just a little bit longer with a guy with the shoulder. You yeah. know, they don't, they don't, you know, there's, there's, there's a job you do as a running back. If your blister doesn't come, there's a spot they want you to go hang out at so the quarterback will see you. These guys are hanging out a little bit longer to protect the quarterback. Definitely. You know, and, and he's looking and he's thinking, okay, where's that guy? Oh, he's in the backfield helping protect. Why don't I need to throw it to hit the coach in the head with the ball or something? Yeah, he's got to get rid of it. He can't take sacks. This can't be a sack game. You can't give them any momentum. You, you've done such a great job of not giving teams momentum over the last couple of games, just taking their hearts from them and, and continuing to score, yeah, even late in the fourth quarter, yeah, Chip, but two minutes to go in the game. Chip and Zay were uh, on from one to three yesterday, as they are every weekday, right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. They were talking to Chris Hummer, who's a national writer and analyst for Twenty Four Seven Sports, and he's like, "And Texas wins this game comfortably if they don't shoot themselves from the foot." Sure, like, I agree with that hundred percent. Like, if Texas doesn't give the ball to Oklahoma State multiple times. Uh, they're going to win this game. Like, if Texas is smart, they don't have a bunch of dumb penalties, turnovers, self Oh, they're going to have a legal procedure. That's what they do. Well, yeah. They, they, they have the five-yard give you five. Well, everybody's going to have a false start or something over sure. the course of a game. Uh, but, yeah, like, if Texas just doesn't beat itself on Saturday, the talent gap between these two teams is pretty significant. The Longhorns should be able to win. And not only are we looking for a win, we're looking for a comfortable win. This is the last chance that Texas has to impress the resume, uh, to impress the We're committee. not taking a knee, letting the clock run no, out no, and, and, if we're in the scoring zone. And it's clear that the committee is not very impressed by Texas, right? The, the it's clear. are ranked number seven right now. So this is your final chance. Like, of course, any win wins you the Big 12. That's great. That's First huge, things first, yeah. step in the right direction. Texas hasn't won this conference in 14 years. So it'll be nice to just get over that hump. But, yeah, if you can do anything close to what you did against Texas Tech, this Saturday against a team that has the same hand signal as Texas Tech, then that's a way to impress the committee and hopefully get uh, a couple of spots higher in the rankings that come out on Sunday. Boy, I just hate the fact that you have to do so much. You just can't have a good schedule, win ball games, and not have a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's not good enough for the committee. Committees just, they want want to make sure Bo Nix is a a part of this. If they win, they know either either guy, either Michael Penix Jr. wins or Bo Nix wins. The winner of this game is probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And they've got Oregon sitting in the right position because they talk about how great they've mauled teams. No, you have the Heisman Trophy guy, and they would feel so horrible. How could the Heisman Trophy winner not play for the college championship with only one loss? That's what they're looking at. It feels like Texas could win this game 100 to nothing on Saturday, and the committee would still put Oregon in over Texas if Oregon beats Washington. Like, Texas needs to win. They need to play well. They need to be do, do what they did to Texas Tech. But if they don't get the help that they need from around the country, sure. I don't think it's going to matter. Like, once again, the, the path for Texas, Georgia's got to beat Alabama. Louisville's got to beat Florida State. Yes. And Texas has to beat Oklahoma State. If those three things happen, there are other scenarios that we could talk about that could get Texas into the Final Four. But if those three things happen, even though this committee clearly seems biased against the Longhorns, uh, there's no way. 
they can leave Texas out of the college football playoff. They truly have Ohio State after what they what just happened to them. Don't don't worry about Ohio State because Texas is going to jump them if they win on Saturday. That's true. They have to because Ohio State's staying at home. They're at home this weekend watching games. Those are the things. And I, I said this to Trey yesterday. It's like Texas plays at 11 a.m. on Saturday. That game will end at what 2:30, mm-hmm. three, maybe four with Big 12 refs. Uh, hopefully, we're able to celebrate that. But literally. At 7 o'clock, that's when Louisville and Florida State kick off. We'll be able to enjoy the Big 12 title for a few hours, and then sure. it's like you got to root like hell for Louisville football. That's a scary proposition, isn't they're not it? T- they're not playing their best football right now, which scares me. No. And Florida State is holding on with for dear life with their backup quarterback. Yeah, that's the good news is Florida State is playing with the backup. Uh, Louisville 10-2 and two on the year. They did beat up on Notre Dame pretty good early in the year. They shut out Duke. You know, when Duke was ranked in the top mm-hmm. 25, uh, they won at Miami a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they've got some decent wins on the schedule, but uh, this is a Louisville team that lost to Pitt 38-21. to and Like you said, Louisville's coming off of a loss to Kentucky. They've lost five in a row against Kentucky in that big rivalry game. Uh, so Why didn't Stoops get the eight. job? Why didn't he get the a job? Come on. The fans didn't want him. The Board of Regents didn't want him. Maybe a combination of both. He had that job for about 30 minutes on Saturday I night. Just, I, I still, I'm trying to figure out, I don't get that for some reason. That guy has done a magnificent job at the University of Kentucky. Basketball, University of Kentucky, yeah. is a football school now, too. And he's done such a good job, and he's, he's such a good coach. I, I guess the stoops in the state of Texas just not don't – it won't work. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Uh, I'm yeah. cool with not having to go up against the stoops every year because the other one had our number. Yes, that's true. All right, got a few minutes left. Let's give uh, some love to some more of our great sponsors. How about Sentex Tickets? If you are looking for tickets to the Big 12 championship game this weekend, they've got them for you on site at SentexTickets.com. You don't have to go anywhere to buy those tickets. Yeah, it's a sellout already, but they still have tickets for you right there at SentexTickets.com. Everything is 100% guaranteed. Tickets sent straight to your phone. It is that simple. An Austin area company, too, so you're supporting local whenever you buy from SyntexTickets.com. And, of course, our friends over at Covert BK. Yes. Since 1909, the Covert family, well, they've been selling cars and trucks in Central Texas. My good friend Joey Bennett is here, and he'll probably go out there and buy a truck. There, I mean, there's a couple things that could get him to buy a truck, and I know a couple of those things, too, because yeah. he's got all the bucks in the world. He's got all the money in the world. <laughs> but uh, He's he, taking some more of yours today. Yeah, he? he'll, be get, he'll be getting some for yeah. sure, no, no doubt about it. But now they've got Covert Ford and Chevy and Huddle, and, of course, Covert Lincoln and uh, Ford in Austin, folks. And out there in beautiful bee caves where we're just right down the road from, seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and the service bays out there. If you buy a car from anywhere, if you buy a car from the Covert family, as a matter of fact, you can get it serviced out here here in beautiful bee cave. Go to covertbeecave.com for all the information on the great sales, the weekly sales that they'll have out there. While you're there, do say hello to Dan Covert, Mike, Stacy, Jerome, the whole gang out there. And nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. If you're looking for a car, go to covert. If you're looking for a beer, buy Altstadt. Yeah. It's the best beer that you can find all throughout the great state of Texas. And they've got it in the Metroplex as well. So if you're making your way up to DFW for the weekend, make sure you're asking your bartenders, waitresses, waiters, servers, whoever, for Altstadt beer. Of course, it's at HEB. It's at Specs. It's at Total Wine. It's at Twin Liquors. Wherever you go to buy your beer, you can find Altstadt beer. They've got a number of different brews, something for every beer drinker out there. And every Altstadt is brewed with just four simple ingredients. There are no additives. There are no preservatives in any of the Altstadt family of beers. So you can feel good about what you're putting into your system. But most importantly, the taste 
That's what matters. Guys, one sip and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. And by the way, I'm going from here to H-E-B to get some Ollie Pop to take up to Arlington with me. There you go. Got to have my Ollie Pop for sure. Got to have that seven unbelievable ingredients. Ollie Pop? Did you just Arlie. turn it into Arlington? Arlie. Did I say Arlington? Arlie Pop? Going to Arlington? Ollie Pop for sure. Yep. They've got this beautiful display here at the H-E-B right around the corner here. They have all the different flavors, the ones that I haven't tried, BK. I need to go ahead and just get a variety pack and take up there with me because I need those wonderful ingredients because I need to, by the way, the hydration before I play golf, I know it's a little cool today, mm -hmm. but you still need to hydrate yourself at any age. And a couple of Olipops before I play today, it helps give me that good soda taste. There you go. That's what I need with the great ingredients that's going to help me play a heck of a round today. I'll, yes, maybe I'll shoot my age, 68. 68? Does that sound pretty good? There's no chance. You could be playing from the ladies' tees and you're not shooting a 78, let alone a 68. What an 88. Eh, more realistic. Okay, more realistic. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Have you been breaking 90 these days? No. Okay. So maybe 98 is more in range? No, I'm going 88 today. Okay, I like it. Speak it into existence. Better than me. God, yes. I suck right now. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, but a place that doesn't suck is the Hills Country Club. Oh, we my are, goodness. Uh, coming up on 10 o'clock, but this was a, a fantastic atmosphere for our show this morning. TheHillsCC.com. If you want to look into how to become a member, if you want to schedule a tour out here, you can make it Love happen. that video. Great video, yeah, on their website that shows you everything this place has to offer shout out to john for having us out shout out to slade and lily for joining us on the air today now this place is gorgeous golf courses tennis pickleball fine dining drinking the pool they've got everything member guest pickleball tournament member, this week come on now pickleball yep great people too that's uh, that's what the country club atmosphere should be all about and you get that here at the hills country club so uh, another shout out to them for having us out Thank this very morning much. yes on a gorgeous morning here in beautiful lakeway texas and now it's uh, time to bring on the jabronis. We can do a little crosstalk here. Hi, guys. Wags and Rodney. Fellas. Morning, gents. How are you guys doing? Man, yo, what a beautiful backdrop you have there, man. That looks really good. Buck, are you 68? Huh? Yeah, 68. Not, you, were just, you were 62 like a year ago. No, no, no. I was 52 a year ago. I'm going on 69. So no, nice. Now you're just 69, trying to man. That's going to be a great year, my man. It's going to be you a think great so? year. I, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm just I'm just happy to be still around. I am. I'm very thankful. After Thanksgiving just happened, I'm very thankful to be around at 68, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful you're here too, buddy. My, I folks am, lived, my, right. my folks live to be in their 80s, and I want to get that way. I know there are a lot of people that talk about, well, I don't want to live that long. Hell no, I want to be long. As long as I can live, I want to live, you know? That's right. Mm. Hey, I, got I don't. I, I want to stay here. I want to try and push two hundred. I don't think that's going to no, happen. No, no, no. We don't need you here. We we don't need you here that long. Two hundred. People people give me this this take that it's it's selfish to want to stay around as long as you can. I I don't buy that, man. Like to me, I I want to stay here so I can see my kids, so I can be around my family, my loved ones, like you guys and stuff. Yeah. It's not just. It's not for me. Like I like to me thinking that. And, and this is this is you want to get a little deep talk real quick. I think life's a little messed up, right? Like uh, sure. God gives us God gives us this gift of love, right? Like um, here, let me, give you, let, me, let me give you this life. Years? Let me give you you know your your child or whatever, and then ultimately, like at the end of it, it's taken away from you. You know what I mean? And it's like God, that sucks. You know what I mean? Not, yeah, not to get all depressed or anything like that, but it's like damn, man. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you something. Do what. Whatever you can do, do what 
what life you have. So live yeah. every day like it's your last day. Just make sure that you, you know, make today a good day. Why not? Why not make today a good day? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why, why wait till you get up or we get up to Arlington? You can make this Wednesday a good day. That's what's important. Make them all good days. So, and you, I know you do. I know Rodney does. I mean, Rodney, you got a handful every day. Well, and, and you know, I think a lot of what you're talking about right there, Bucky, it's like a lot of people wake up and it's like, oh my God, this day's going to suck. I mean, find something positive. I mean, just Absolutely. find something positive and, and dig into that. You know, it's like there, there's a lot of, it, it could always be worse. I mean, yeah. it could always be worse. And, and Bucky, yeah. like what you're talking about right there, man, you are such an inspiration, not only to us right here, but uh, to a lot of people in this community, man. So we uh, fucking love you, Buck. Yeah, we really, I mean, I'm, we are, I'm we are the best glad you're here, man. man. I, I, I hope I was, you. I hope you hit. I hope you hit fifty. I hope you hit it like it was your birthday yesterday, buddy. Fifty-two. Let's hit fifty-two today. <laughs> On the front nine, maybe. <laughs> Thank you, boys. All right, you guys have a great Flamin'. show, man. We're out of here. Flamin'. No slam today. Oh, no slam today. Yeah, they're 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 duo. Hey, great stuff, yeah. guys. Glad you were out there at the, at the uh, the Hill Country uh, Country Club there. <laughs> the hills of Lakeway. The hills of Lakeway. The hills of Lakeway. Not a country club guy. All right, guys. <laughs> no, they don't let me in. It's all good.